With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, Susan, what are we talking about this evening? Okay, so the microphone has completely changed configuration. <laughs> it's going to change again. <laughs> it's going to change again. I this hate is temporary. Until <laughs> I can get a boom. I am not good with change. Okay, so we start the show with a prayer today. And I'm, I'm going to butcher this word if you don't say it for me. What does butcher mean? Butcher. I'm going to butcher. Butcher. Oh, suka. Right. Started today. We'll review. Then the ups and downs for the week. Where are we on the war on terror? Because we didn't get to it last show. And did you know this? Because we didn't get to it last show. Followed by Space the Final Frontier if we get to it this show. Alrighty then. The prayer for suka. From Jewish Life. Our praise to you, eternal our God, sovereign of all, for giving us life, sustaining us, and enabling us to reach this season. Amen. October is a very holy month for the Jewish people. Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, was on the 2nd, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, was Wednesday, and Sukkah starts today. Well, s- Saturday. And, and I know... Wait a minute, does it start on Friday? It starts... Friday at, after dark. No, 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 like no. Like the 7th. No, it starts on the 16th. Sunday. Right. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I am curious, though, to ask your opinion... Why would it de- the Day of Atonement be before the Jewish New Year? Wouldn't it? No. No. It doesn't mean the same thing. Well, okay. Uh, it's not It's not like on, on New Year's they make their vows not to do things like we do. It's, it's, it's not totally, like us. I know. We've done. We did that when we uh, highlighted Rosh Hashanah. It, it, it's totally you, different. You have to work your way up to the Day of Atonement from Yom Kippur to that day. Then you atone for your sins. And then... And sukkah. 
which is well, you sleep outside under well, we're gonna, makeshift. You're going to read it. You're going to read it. But okay, that makes sense to me now, because everyone's thinking of the Jewish holiday, the Jewish New Year is the same as our New Year's, and it's not. No, it's it's there. It's where their New Year begins, but it's not. It's a religious thing. It's not a. And they don't do that. Those stupid things we do on New Year's. You know, I'm never going to do this again. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to. Most people never, ever, ever do what they say on New Year's. But they don't do that. They, they, they do something different. Uh, we kind of got that idea from. But. <clears throat> from Judaism 101. The festival of Sukkah begins on Tishri 15, the fifth day after Yom Kippur. It is quite a drastic transition from one of the most solemn holidays in our year to one of the most joyous. <clears throat> Sukkah is so undeservedly joyful that it is commonly referred to in Jewish prayer literature as Zeman Simchatzinu Zim Simchatzinu. Ugh. I really butchered that one. Simchatzinu. Tenu. Ugh. In Hebrew, anyway, the season of our rejoicing. Sukkah is the last of the Shalosh Ar Galam three pilgrimage festivals. Like Passover, the Suvoat Sukkah has a dual significance, historical and agricultural. Historically, Sukkah commemorates the 40-year period during which the children of Israel were wandering in the desert, living in temporary shelters. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Agriculturally, Sukkah is a harvest festival and is sometimes referred to as Chag Ha'asif. Chag Ha'asif in Hebrew, the festival of ingathering. I, I know it's it's Chag Ha'asif, Chag Ha'asif, but. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not Jewish, and it's been a long time since I heard Hebrew, or Yiddish. So this is the festival of ingathering. The word sukkah means booths, and refers to the temporary dwellings that we are commanded to live in during the holiday, in memory of the period of wandering. The Hebrew pronunciation of sukkah is sukkot. I think that's what I was saying, but okay. And they're saying they're really emphasizing the coat part, Sukkot. I've never heard it pronounced that way. It was always Sukkah. <clears throat> it is often pronounced, as in Yiddish, to rhyme with the book Us. Right. That's probably why that's the only way I've heard it. They use Yiddish a lot in New York. <clears throat> the name of the holiday is frequently translated Feast of Tabernacles, which, like many translations of Jewish terms, isn't very useful. The translation is particularly misleading because the word tabernacle in the Bible refers to the portable sanctuary in the desert, a precursor to the, to the temple <clears throat> called in Hebrew Mishkan. The Hebrew word sukkah, plural sukkot, refers to the temporary booths that people lived in, not to the tabernacle. Sukkah lasts for seven days. 
<clears throat> two days following the festival, Shamini Atzeret and Sibkat Torah are separate holidays but are related to the Sukkah and are commonly thought of as part of Sukkah. The festival of Sukkah is instituted in Leviticus 23.33 at Sek. No work is permitted on the first day and second days of the holiday. Work is permitted on the remaining days. These intermediate days on which work is permitted are referred to as the Kol, kol Ha Moed, as are the intermediate days of Passover. In honor of the holiday's historical significance, we are commanded to dwell in temporary shelters as our ancestors did in the wilderness. The temporary shelter is referred to as Asuka, which is the singular form of the plural word Sukkot. Sukkot, sorry. Like the word Sukkot, it can be pronounced like Sukkah or to rhyme with Bukkah. The Sukkah is a great fun for the children. Building the Sukkah each year satisfies the common childhood fantasy of building a fort, and dwelling in the Sukkah satisfies a child's desire to camp out in the backyard. The commandment to dwell in a sukkah can be fulfilled by simply eating all of one's meals there. However, if the weather, climate, and one's health permit, one should spend as much time in the sukkah as possible, including sleeping in it. It's very, yeah, this is a very holy time for uh, the Islam evil Lucifer worshippers too. Because they stole all their holidays from the Jewish holidays, as they stole most of their religion, Mohammed stole most of the religion from the Torah. And then he bastardized it. But the framework is still there, the framework of the Torah. The halal is, is the same as Jewish um, kosher. It just changed the word. It's, it's the same thing. It, it's all through the Quran like that. I noticed it right away because I, stu- I, you know, I studied other things before Islam, and you know it was touted as such a wonderful, peaceful religion and all that, and uh, you know turned criminals in prison into nice pacifists and all this kind of stuff, and it teaches pacifism. And my lord, was I was was I misled when I started studying that? What a waste of life that was! <clears throat> Most evil religion I have ever, ever. Study. I studied witchcraft, Wiccan. I studied Satan cult. I I, yeah, I read the the Satan's Bible, and I've written English Book of the Dead, and I studied Egyptian mysticism. Uh, all the major holiday, all the major religions, and most of the minor ones. But all in all, I came back around to none of them were any good. But the only one that was truly evil was Islam. None of them were any good for me. I believe there's many paths to God and there's only one right path for every person. That's my philosophy and uh, I, I've felt that my whole life and I'm going to stay there. Even though I do follow Jesus' teachings as part of my philosophy and my spirituality, I don't believe he's my Lord and Savior, so I can't say I'm a Christian. Maybe a Zoroastrian would be the closest thing, I guess, to what I am. 
You should look up Zoroastrian. All all people should look up Zoroastrian. It predates Christianity. Um, and when you read it, you'll find that it's in line with Jesus' teachings. I'm also a bit of a Taoist. That doesn't really say anything. It just means the way. It means trying to live in harmony in life with nature and maybe even people if possible. It seems nearly impossible for me. Okay, the ups and downs for the week. Down from CNSnews.com. Three House Republican committee chairmen are demanding that House, <clears throat> sorry, that Attorney General Loretta Lynch explain why the Department of Injustice ignored a referral by the Environmental Protection Agency Office of Inspector General, OIG, and declined to prosecute those involved in the Gold King Mine disaster, despite evidence of criminal wrongdoing by the EPA. On August the 5th, 2015, an EPA contractor removed a natural plug from the long-sealed mine near Silverton, Colorado. Been there, four-wheeled there. And released three million gallons of water contaminated with heavy materials into the Animas and San Juan rivers. Been there. The toxic spill spread to other waterways in Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah. The chairman said that the cleanup cost could be as much as $27.7 billion. On October the 11th, 2016, the OIG held a conference call with congressional staff on the status of this investigation. Government Oversight Committee Jason Chaffetz, Republican Utah, Natural Resource Chairman Bob Bishop, Republican Utah, and Interior Subcommittee Chairman Cynthia Loomis, Republican Wyoming, said in an October 12 letter to Lynch. During the call, OIG stated that it had found evidence of criminal wrongdoing by the EPA, the letter said. These included providing false statements in a general investigation and violation of the Clean Water Act. The OIG told congressional staff participants that it had referred these criminal findings to the United States Attorney for the District of Colorado. However, OIG went on to say that the U.S. Attorney on the same day, declined to prosecute these charges. Wow. She's just a wonderful person to have in charge of the Department of Justice, changing it to the Department of Injustice. She forces prosecutions on people that shouldn't be prosecuted. She doesn't prosecute people that should be prosecuted. Oh, yeah, inside out, upside down world. She fits right in. What a dumb bitch! Sorry about that. Okay, but now... If this is again, this is another example of a constitutional moment, or is it not? You tell me. If the states have a problem with one of the federal agencies, don't they go to the Supreme Court right away? Even though the EPA is unconstitutional, and the DOJ is unconstitutional. This is not, you're not getting it. It's not covered because it's not supposed to exist. I know. Um, this new thing where the government goes to the Supreme Court to sue the, itself. There's nothing, nothing covering that. Right, but the, what we... What their, jurisdiction, their jurisdiction is, however, uh, ministers, councils, blah, blah, blah. So I guess you can make the argument that, you know, it could... I, I don't know. I didn't, I'm not seeing it. But what, Sorry, I'm not seeing it. The Supreme Court doesn't seem to have any power to, to, to hear lawsuits from the Congress against one of the other branches. Uh, just not... 
It's just not in there. Okay, but what about the state? What recourse would the state, state have? Well, this isn't talking about the state. Nobody from the state is doing anything. This is unbelievable. Just uh, Look, a congressional person from Wyoming is not the state. They, they represent us in the national government. Not the state. We the people. I understand that, but I'm And the wondering. state has to be has to have the complaint. Right. That's then it I'm goes saying. straight to the Supreme Court. That's what without I'm getting pass at. and go, without going to federal lower courts. No. None of that. Just goes says it right in the Constitution. Not even that hard to understand. That's what I wanted to bring out. Because if they're not gonna do anything, the DOJ's not gonna do anything, Colorado's screwed. All mean? of these states are screwed. That was better. Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah are screwed. Right. See how much damage they did? And it, it, nobody still explained to me why they pulled the darn plug out. What could their excuse be? They wanted to screw the state. But there's no good reason to do it. There's a bunch of contaminated fluid on the other side. If you pull out the plug, you know you're going to empty the pond. So what were they trying to do? Do that and have nobody catch them and blame it on the mine owners? I think that's what they tried to do, if I remember correctly. They did try to blame it on the mine owners. Yep. Until they found out that, that they were up there mucking around and they pulled out the plug. This is the second place they've done this, but the other one See, wasn't bad. See, justify the means. They want some more, they want some more uh, sympathy against mining, so they purposely contaminate a major waterway. With no... No compunction, no give a crap about how many people would get sick, its effect on wildlife, anything. They didn't care. Ends justify the meat. Oh, we pull it out. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll we'll totally show them. That's what goes through these people's minds. They're crazy. They're screwed up in the head. Leftism is a mental disorder. I don't care if you're a left-wing liberal progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, stasis, bastard. Anyway... The letter went on to point out that East Point, LLC, a self-storage company in Longmont, Colorado, and its owner, John Paquette, were criminally prosecuted by DOIJ in 2013 for illegally discharging 1,000 gallons of sewage into a ditch connected to a local reservoir. Oh, great. It was a local reservoir on top of that. That's people's drinking water. Yeah, but that was, they were charging these local guys Right, right, I understand. While the Longman incident certainly deserved prosecutorial attention, it pales in comparison to the scope of EPA's gold mine disaster. No, see, they were accused of, this is a different thing. It's different, yep, it is. And they were using that as justification. Well, and DOJ, like they're saying in that paragraph, they prosecuted them, but they're not going to touch the EPA. Well, that's what they're trying to point out. Right, and I'm so tired and sick and tired and sick and tired of all these freaking stupid cockroaches writing these dumb letters and not doing anything about it. Oh, well, we wrote a letter. A big freaking whoop. Why aren't these people in jail? The person has to care about a letter first, right? They write the letter to the, to Caesar. They write letters to all these freaking bureaucrats. And that's fine to write them a letter right before you screw them. You know? Right. That's what I'm saying. Throw their butts in jail. Correct. You can write all the letters they want. You guys can write letters back and forth like pen pals from a jail cell. God, I'm so aggravated today. <laughs> to reiterate, while the Longmont incident certainly deserved prosecutorial attention, it pales in comparison to the scope of EPA's gold 
King Mine disaster. By not taking up the case, the Department of Justice looks like it is going easy on its colleagues at EPA. The letter continued. DOIJ's lack of <laughs> action on these charges give the appearance of hypocrisy and seem to indicate that there is one set of rules for private citizens and another for the federal government, the letter continued, when actually the national government is subservient to we the people, and therefore they have less rights than we do. They have less protections than we do. They should be prosecuted before this, the private citizen is. The EPA disaster deserves the same level of accountability to which private citizens are held. The committee chairman also has linked for a briefing, no later than October 26, 2016, on the large gap between the number of criminal referrals from inspectors general across the federal government and the number of prosecutions taken up by the Department of Injustice. Obviously, I'm calling it the Department of Injustice. Well, it's just more elitism. They can do whatever they want, but we can't. It's a, and they feel that way. They feel they're superior to us. They fear we're like cattle. They, they feel like. they And they feel that they are special and they are privileged and they do get to do things and get away with things that we do not. Why they feel that way? I have no idea. Again, they were supposed to be public servants. Somehow they've turned us, they've turned us into their slaves. And, and there's too many people out there that seem to like being slaves. It's amazing how many black people in this country are slaves. Brown people, slaves. Some white people, Native American Indians, slaves. And we're all working our way towards serfdom. It's amazing. So nothing's going to be done again. National government's not going to fix the national government. I have been saying that for years. We are no longer in control. We never knew we were in control. And now until we relearn that we're in control, how are we going to exert that control? You can't. That's another reason why the Convention of States is a terrible idea. Not to mention, you're going to mess up my Constitution hands off. Unless you limit it to just repealing 16th, 17th, and 14th Amendment, I am dead set against it. And I don't know how you would limit it. I really don't. Uh, Nobody seems to have control over anybody these days. And progs are completely out of control. And you know a certain amount of progs is going to be there. I doubt anything will actually get done. Oh. Because if you have about the equal number of progs as conservatives or more progs as conservatives, you're not going to be able to agree on anything. By the way, I could not find a good, uh, feel-good, good-up story this show. It's good, because I don't want to feel anybody up. <laughs> And I know That's, you're going to change everything around, seems too. Seems to be everybody else's job. All right, up down from World Net Daily. Maybe. <laughs> I don't trust you this show. Israel has rejected a move by UNESCO, the international cultural organization, tied to the United Nations, to redefine history and remove Jewish links to the Temple Mount, the likely site of the original Jewish temples during biblical times. The Middle East democracy on Friday suspended cooperation with UNESCO over its vote, a preliminary vote on a resolution that was sponsored by Arab nations to use only Muslim names for the Jerusalem hilltop, Fox News reported. But Muslim names came later. Muslims didn't exist when Jerusalem was created. 
Muslims didn't. That's BC time, before Christ. Muslims are AD after Christ was born. Way after. Seventh century, so 600 and something, around 660 AD, something like that. So, how could they claim the Arab name is superior to the Jewish name? I mean, especially they say Muslim names. Again, Islam didn't exist. Islam was not the first religion. Christianity predates it. Judaism predates it. Zoroastrianism predates it. Uh, I could probably find more that predates it, obviously. Uh, but just those major ones come to mind. It's it's a fairly new religion in the historical scheme of things. It's not really a religion anyway, but we have to call it that because there's religious tenets to it. But it's a government. It's not it's not a religion. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. Only named the Muslim names. Well, that daily reported Thursday on UNESCO's preliminary vote, 24 to 6, with 26 nations abstain, abstaining. The plan from seven Muslim nations emphasizes Islam's claims to the site, but ignores the historical facts about Jewish presence there over the millennia. The item was titled, Item 25, Occupied Palestine and Cities, the Muslim Al-Ask Mosque, and Haram al-Sharif. And Susan says, Muslim interrupt us. We have to go to a break, some cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. The mainstream media has failed the American people once again. Internet radio networks like Red State Talk Radio will not fail you. Tune in 24 hours a day. Studios A and B. Great conservative programming around the clock. Red State Talk Radio. The dominant force in internet conservative talk radio. Attention business owners. We know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for right now? So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company, General Steel. 800-917-8251. 800-917-8251. That's 800-917-8251. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800 296 1140. Okay, and welcome back to the Corporate Radio Show. So, they're going to call it the Haram al-Sharif. What the heck does that even mean? The Al-Aska Mosque and the Haram al-Sharif. The Al-Aska Mosque is what it's famous for. Right. Uh, And it's... Bogus. It's on top of the the Temple Mount. They built it, it destroyed the temple and built it on top. They do this everywhere they go. Yep. So, I'm sorry, they don't have a claim to it. If it's historically Jewish, Israelite, that's what it was. That was their 
That was their their capital. Yes, and we're Jerusalem, going to bring where this the up king was over and over and over again, especially <clears throat> during this holy month. Blow up the- Alaska! If I was president, I'd accidentally drop a bomb there. Oops. Oopsie. Sorry, I didn't. Rep- Sorry, I didn't mean to. All right, UNESCO said it firmly deplores the continuous storming of Al-Aqsa Mosque, Al-Harim Al-Sharif, by Israeli right-wing extremists and uniformed forces, and urges Israel, the occupying power, to take necessary measures to prevent provocative abuses that violate the sanctity and integrity of Al-Aqsa Mosque. Screw you, UN. The Fox News report said... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, where was I? Uh, they just jumped somewhere. I don't know where I am now. Uh, the Fox News. You're down all the way down. Well, why did it go all the way up? Oh, wow. It really jumped. It did. That's is... your mouse. No, it isn't. I'm touching my mouse. I'm not using my mouse. Did I ask you for a solution? I don't know where... It... I don't know where I am. Um, shelter. She was wrong. It wasn't all the way down. It was more up. Um, UNESCO. Here we go. Israeli blah 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 blah. UNESCO said blah blah blah. Um, and urges Israel like buying power to take necessary moves. Blah blah blah. The Fox News report said. The Arab move adopted in the UN organization has seen was seen as just the latest evidence of anti-Semitism at the world body. Israeli educator Minister Naftali Bennett informed UNESCO Director General Irina Bakova of Israel's decision on Friday, Fox reported. The following the shameful decision by UNESCO members to deny history and ignore thousands of years of Jewish ties to Jerusalem and the Temple Mount, I have notified the Israel National Commission for UNESCO to suspend all professional activities with the international organization, Bennett said. That means they're not giving them any money either. That's why it's an up. It won't go anywhere. Jerusalem doesn't give them, Israel doesn't give them that much money. If we did it, that'd be different. We give these things most of their, well... I won't say most, but compared to other countries, uh, we we give the most. Usually, it, it depends what percentage of the total pie, but it's always the biggest slice of the pie. Another reason to vote for Donald Trump. All right, down. And anyway, like I said before, th- this is ridiculous. Uh, this is just, this is their land. The Palestinians didn't even exist. They still really don't exist. They were fabricated. They're a political pawn, and they don't even realize it. They've, they've bought into the Arabs' lie about them. They're Arab. Do a DNA test. They're Arab. Why won't their Arab people take them back? And again, there was never a nation called Palestine. Not ever in history. Not ever. So there you have that. This is all political nonsense. And I think we should by now have enough with the Arab nations. I, why? This is why we can't be part of the UN. 
There's too many dictators in the United Nations that get a vote. It's just idiotic. And in these organizations, look at 26 people abstained. Why would they abstain? Because they didn't want to be seen as voting for it politically. They didn't want to see be voted against it politically. So they just abstained and let the Arabs, the Arab states that were let overwhelmingly take over. But they're not responsible. Write it down from USA Today. The images are startling. Homeless men, women, and children huddled on the streets. Oh, by that way, I did change that completely to a down. There's no up there. From USA Today, the images are startling. Homeless men, women, and children huddled on the streets of the San Francisco Bay Area, often in the shadows of startups and high behemoths, high-tech behemoths. Oh, what's wrong with me? Generating billions of dollars in wealth. It's a stark contrast that has gripped the region and prompted four county measures on the November 8th ballot to generate $3 billion over the next 25 years for affordable housing and services. Under the most ambitious measure, San Francisco, Mayor Ed Lee has opposed a 0.75% increase in sales tax, a 9.5% to 9.5%, to raise $50 million a year. Propositions J and K would generate $1.2 billion for the next quarter century via a simple majority. There's, there is clearly not enough affordable housing or housing at any level says Kevin Zwick, CEO of Housing Trust Silicon Valley. It supports Measure A, which needs a two-thirds vote to invest $950 million in bond money. Bond money is borrowed money. Borrowed money is unconstitutional and against the law for any state or municipality thereof. How are you supposed to do all the things you want to do with local government? You either raise the money or you don't do it. Uh, two-thirds vote to invest Measure A, which needs a two-thirds vote to invest $950 million in bond money into affordable housing in Santa Clara County, which is less dense than San Francisco, but where homelessness has become more visible. County officials' decision in late 2014 to shutter homeless encampments along Guadalupe River, Los Gatos Creek, and Coyote Creek in San Jose and Los Gatos called the jungle flushed the destitute into suburbs and freeway off-ramps not far from the campuses of Adobe Systems, eBay, and Netflix. This measure is a game-changing opportunity, Zwick says, it would help us out of a huge hole we've dug into. Meanwhile, a handful of investors, including Sequoia Capital Chairman Michael Moritz and an angel investor, Ron Conway, have donated to Proposition Q, a controversial measure that would rid San Francisco of homeless encampments. If passed, the city would give residents of tent encampments 24 hours' notice to relocate to a shelter or accept a bus ticket out of town Law enforcement 
would be permitted to seize tents and other belongings. This is amazing. Uh, are these illegal aliens? I'm just wondering. Are they dispossessed by illegal aliens? You, why would, you won't deport illegal aliens, but you'll kick them out and give, and give them a bus ticket. And a bus ticket to where? Why are you making that some other state's problem? And by the way, if you do that, the other state can sue you because, well, you purposely caused them to have to deal with this, and it's your problem. Uh, you actively sent them there. That means they're going to they're gonna actively send them back or actively sue San Francisco. I'm for, I'm for suing the crap out of San Francisco. If they don't have any money, they can't do anything. I don't understand. Where are all these generous rich people, Brian? All these uh, these wonderful millennials that have all this money, don't they care about oh, people? Oh, Savage has been bitching about this for a long time now. The homelessness, the, city, the street stink and all this. Because they kicked them out. Of, see, the, the government got involved. They kicked them out of the home. They won't deport illegal aliens, but they'll kick homeless people out of an encampment. Where they're not bo- they're out of the way, they're not bothering people. And so they have nowhere to go, so they end up on the streets. And then you complain that they're on the streets. So now you want to give them a bus ticket to somebody else's street, so it's their problem. That That's not how this game works. And that's why we're, you shouldn't live in an unconstitutional world. Sovereign states don't allow crap like this. And San Francisco wouldn't have been able to do all the things it's been doing either, I'll tell you that. Because the state would have came down on the city because they're not going to want to have to pay for all those illegal aliens when tax time goes. Again, where are all the, the, the lovely progs that believe in that we should have charity? Oh, they're going to be voting whether or not to kick them out. Again, progs are nasty, evil people. Progs always have touchy-feely intentions, but then when it all goes bad, they turn into real crapheads. And it always goes wrong because everything progressive is stupid. It's unintelligible. Only a damaged mind would accept progressivism. Yeah, I know. I'm here diagnosing homosexuals and progressives and all that. Yeah, I am. Anyone on the left is mentally deranged. There is a, d- a serious disorder in their brain because any anything any time you look up this stuff, you realize it's a bunch of junk and a bunch of bunk, and it's been tried and it doesn't work. I'll point to South America. We're going to have a flood of people from South America soon because the whole place is falling apart. You know, Economically speaking, in the toilet. You understand? Yes, Just like Africa. We did it last show. And again, what do they have in common? Brown. Brown people. And their love for socialism. I'm just saying, I can't find a place where brown people are in charge that is prosperous. Not not a place. Now, there's got to be something to that. But you can't say it, otherwise, you're a racist bastard. I guess I am. If, if talking about race is racist, then I'm racist. But I'm not bigoted, because I'm well-educated on the facts. It's amazing how how the left throws bigoted around and uh, prejudice and all that. When they're the ones that are bigoted, they have no idea what they're talking about. They they're not educated on the subject. They just believe what they were told, and then they run around calling people that are actually studied it. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you racist. 
You're a bigot. You're a hater. Go ahead. I, I own all of it. I don't care. Deplorable, irredeemable, hobbitses. I don't care. I am who I am. And that's all that I am. Nobody got that reference, huh? Wow. I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm going to get to play that tonight. The region's homeless population has been relatively flat for several years. Though the severity of the problem is obvious to any visitor to San Francisco's downtown, between the aforementioned four counties, there are 19,000 homeless in what is one of the most expensive metropolitan areas in U.S. San Francisco, <clears throat> home to Twitter, Salesforce, Uber, and Airbnb headquarters, ranks fifth nationally in its homelessness rate with 772 people without shelter for every 100,000, according to census. All right, now those companies are doofus -eye. Anybody that has their headquarters in California is throwing money out the window and obviously run by progs. Because who, who else but a prog would want a business in San Francisco? Are you kidding me? Like you said, most expensive metropolitan area. In, they're in California, the highest business taxes in, this, in, in the country. Why have a business there? Especially these startup businesses like Uber, Twitter, Airbnb. Why, why would they choose? They must have grown up there, huh? People don't want to leave California, but they do. These, these people will either get it or their businesses will suffer greatly. Uh, so, uh, so it ranks fifth nationally its homelessness rate, which with 772 people without shelter for every 100,000, according to census data. Just 13,000 of San Francisco's households can't afford a median price for home in the city. The report said, the news isn't much better in the rest of the Bay Area. In San Mateo County, it's 14%, and Marin County, 18%. In San Francisco, you need to make at least $269,000 annually to buy a median-priced home, three times the median household income of 84160 according to the Paragon Real Estate Group. Oh, good. So you people in San Francisco, you voted for Obama. I, I, I almost hope you do get your taxes raised. Doofus high. Oh, well, you have to make at least 269000 Family, uh, family, what do you say, family of four was only going to be allowed to make $250,000 a year. Two hundred sixty-nine is the minimum required. Everybody there is getting taxed, getting the tax hike. Yet, you, you want to bet they voted for them? This is how stupid they are. Progs don't understand anything. Which is why they, they vote for their own serfdom. Unfortunately, vote for ours along with it. Thankfully, they're not procreating worth of crap and they're dying off. Which is a good thing, because at some point, the people are going to get fed up and lower their numbers in a non-natural form. Alright, so, uh, that's a pretty... 269,000, I've never even seen that kind of money. Rents have skyrocketed with deep increases in San Francisco's, creating a ripple effect on the nearby area. In nearby Oakland, 
see, there's, before we get started on this, there's two Oaklands, really. Uh, there's the Oakland on the San Francisco side of the bay, and there's the Oakland on the other side of the bay. On the other side of the bay, it's a big old dangerous ghetto. On the other side of the bay, it's rich folk. They're both in Oakland, which is confusing. So where was I? Oakland, Oakland, Oakland. Blah, 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 blah. Nearby Oakland, average rents are $2,270 for a one-bedroom apartment? Look, that, oh, my God. Brian, I, know, I know New York is it, it's yeah, right about 1000 I was going to say that's the same thing that's going no, on No, about 1000 I already been told. I thought that was ridiculous for a one-bedroom. Pretty sure it was a thousand. Didn't you just talk to your uncle today? Oh, I didn't ask him anything about rent. Oh, I don't. I don't think he would know because he had to he... rush to get off anyway. Oh, he did. Yeah, and she was coming home from Florida. Wow. She goes there every year to visit friends. Really? Friends that moved down there. That's her little vacation. Yep. Yes, it is. And it's Uncle Lou's <laughs> little vacation too. He stays there, and she goes to Florida. <laughs> Okay, so it's about a thousand dollars for a one bedroom. Nah, apartment. probably was probably higher than that. I, I think, I think it that is. was more like a studio apartment. Yeah, like twelve hundred bucks or something. <laughs> that sounds more like. I, don't know, it. I consider that irrational amounts of well, money spending. I wouldn't even spend that on a mortgage. You got to be kidding me! No, I, I. You can't live like that. I, you know, you make it all that money. Your lifestyle sucks because you live where well there, in Prague hellhole. It's only evil there, so your life's not going to be good because there's nothing but evil there. So what do you got? You make all this money, but you spend ten times more than twice as much as if you move someplace else. So you could take a fifty percent cut in pay to go work someplace better. That's not all citified and full of taxes. And, but if you like the big city, you got to pay for it, folks. Just stop trying to make us pay for your city lifestyle. Uh, $2,270 for one bedroom. According to Zumper's National Rent Report, there you go. You can look up Zumper's National Rent Report in Suffolk County, Long Island, and see how much rents are. San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose are three of the six most expensive U.S. cities to rent in, according to the report. I've been ostracized, harassed by police, I had to figure out how to survive while going broke, says Dan P. Gelly, who lost his home last year while trying to build his own artificial intelligence company, Asteria, in San Francisco. Here's an idea. If you didn't choose San Francisco, you probably wouldn't be broke poor on the streets. How the, Why don't you just go someplace, I don't know, where the rents are cheaper? Apply for jobs. These people don't want to leave California. And when you're homeless on the street, you definitely don't want to leave California because mild winters. San Francisco would not be the place I'd choose to be homeless, though. Southern California is where I'd go. Uh, that is a nice, nice mild winter. And beaches. Yeah, you could go to New Mexico, Arizona. Yep. You wouldn't even have to take Nevada. a shower. They have those automatic showers outside like they had in Long Island. That's only on the beach. That's what I'm saying. If you go to South Carolina... Uh, yeah, but I'd already moved over to Nevada. How, how did the showers fit in there? I'd be homeless in South Car- uh, South California. Southern California. Yeah, Southern California. I lived in Southern California. It would. That's the only way I would be able to enjoy living in 
Southern California if, if I was homeless. I didn't enjoy it otherwise. Obviously, I left. Voters in San Mateo and Almeida counties will also decide on affordable housing measures. In San Mateo County, home to Facebook, Oracle, and Electronic Arts, Measure K extends a half-cent sales tax for 20 years to raise $300 million. It requires a simple majority. See, again, Brian, we're showing that if government steps in, no one will have self-interest to fix this problem. If they, if they didn't know they could rely on government to fix all this crap, people would fix it. A, one, a half a cent? Really? These people are millionaires. They're billionaires. This is the church's job. This kind of problem would not happen if you had an active church society. Because they, have to, they, they feel they have to do charity. They have to do good works. They would help these people. They would find a way. The church would build something to house them and make a shelter. and All kinds of things could be done. Uh, but it's not being done because churches were pushed out of the charity business, taken over by progressives, and now are totally, uh, totally screwing up their congregations, preaching social justice from the podium. You should not listen to anybody that spouts left-wing crud from the podium. This includes, uh, what do you call it, theology? Uh, what that's black Liberation theology. Black liberation theology, regular liberation theology, white liberation theology. I don't care what they're calling it. It all came out of South American communism, and it, it, they're... They're getting rid of communism now down in South America, and we're just starting. We're starting to become it. You know what? Your half glass full, half empty is coming into fruition without us even knowing it. Um, more like half all the way full, quarter of a glass full. Oh, you know what the folks should ask if their preachers or pastors are part of the black robe. They're not going to be. For the overwhelming majority, they're not going to be. But you need to find out. Look, you don't, all you have to do is listen to the sermons. If he's just reading the Bible to you, then you're in the wrong church anyway. The job of the pastor is to put the Bible into context of daily life. They're not doing that. They're not doing their jobs. Yes, I do know what I speak of. I wanted to be a priest, and I was a Franciscan friar. I know what you're supposed to do to be a good priest. And oh. they're not doing it. Let me correct. It's the Black Robe Regiment. That's the new movement. It's actually it, it's actually based on... A very the, old regiment. I know, a very old. Well, well, someone called them that. They weren't called that back then. They, no, the it British, wasn't like they all had a regiment. Together. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, the one most famous guy, I forget his name all the time, but he took his congregation was so big, when he marched out to go join, he took his robes off. He had the uniform underneath after making an impassioned statement about joining because there was no draft you had to volunteer so he ripped off his robe and underneath was his military uniform he's an officer and he marched out and they all followed they all started following him out his congregation created an army of 337 men 337 men that's a big congregation for today alone back then I mean, these are people that were active. Congress were active back then. It wasn't as 
they didn't get active with the church for charity or go to church. They were they were good Christians. Society was about Christianity. Everything was everything had the aroma of Christianity to it. It was a bright, wondrous world where everybody was smiling and happy and educated. Uh, it's what what a time. Now we've got this giant government. We have no education. We have no liberty left. Well, we've got a little, but they're going to finish that off. Anyway, it seems I have to go to a hard break. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from Uncooperative. Oh, no, that's not wrong. I'm not ending the show, am I? No. I'm tired already. <laughs> this is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. Some political watchers are saying this could be the nastiest, most negative election season of all time. This campaign season seems like candidates have taken dirty to a whole new level. When pundits start shouting and politicians start calling each other's names, it can seem like a return to civility is not possible. Like the very idea is a relic of some bygone, bygone era. John Adams is a blind, bald, crippled, toothless man who wants to start a war with France. While he's not busy importing mistresses from Europe, he's trying to marry one of his sons to a daughter of King George. Haven't we had enough monarchy in America? I'm Thomas Jefferson, and I approve this message because John Adams is a hideous, hermaphroditical character with neither the force and firmness of a man nor the gentleness and sensibility of a woman. If Thomas Jefferson wins, murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest will be openly taught and practiced. The air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. Are you prepared to see your dwellings in flames, female chastity violated, children writhing on a pike? I'm John Adams, and I approve this message because Jefferson is the son of a half-breed Indian squaw raised on hoe cakes, and Hamilton is a Creole bastard brat of a Scotch peddler. The nastiest, most negative elections... Candidates have taken dirty to a whole new... It can seem like a return to civility is not possible. I can't vote. I'm not old enough to vote. But if I could. But if I could. If I could. If I could vote. If I had a vote. If I had a voice. I would vote for a candidate. I would elect people. Who stand up for the blueprint of this country. People who protect our history. Our culture. Our language. And our borders. Men and women. Who would uphold the separation of powers. Who listen to the people. Candidates who understand the Declaration of Independence. Representatives that will protect and uphold the Constitution of the United States. This election. The election of 2012. The November 6th election. Is the most important. The most critical. It's do or die. November 2012. My future hangs in the balance. So... Will you please? Please. Please. 
Vote to protect my First Amendment rights. Vote to protect my religious rights. My right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of my own course in life. My religious freedom. Unalienable rights. Endowed by our Creator. I'm only 14. I'm 13. I'm 16. I can't vote. But you can. So when you vote. When you vote. Vote for constitutionalists. Vote for conservatives. Vote for people who will protect the First Amendment. The Tenth Amendment. The Second Amendment. The Bill of Rights. Your temporary politicians. Strapped us with $16 trillion in national debt. Fix it. Please, put people in office. Who will stop the spending? People who will balance the budget. Vote for constitutional candidates. People who will stop the assault on religious liberty. When in the course of human events, it has become necessary for one people to do the right thing. I don't need the government telling me we'll lunch to eat. What toilet to flush? I don't need the government telling me to drive an electric car. Forcing me to buy health insurance. I don't need government giving guns to Mexican drug lords. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Lower taxes. Less government. More jobs. No more ballooning deficits. A strong military. Reagan principles. Vote for liberty over tyranny. No more social engineering. No more socialism. No more social programs. No more haters. We need to protect our border. We need one common language. We need a united and unique American culture. Please vote for patriots. In the spirit of the founders. Patriots. Candidates. To restore constitutional America. Restore constitutional America. God. Bless. America. Liberty. Is never more. Than one generation. From extinction. And we are. That generation. If not you, who? If not now, when? Show our two. I love that tract, ladies and gentlemen. When you go to the voting booth, think of our children, please. Where was I? Was I? Uh, did, I'm reading another up down. She can't make up her mind. She's afraid. <laughs> They're gonna. T- t- I, I'm done. I'm done. They're gonna. They for twenty years to raise three hundred million dollars to do what? They're not gonna do anything. Um. It seems like they're gonna take twenty years to fix the problem. Right. Thank you. That was my point. So we just live <laughs> on the street for twenty years. <laughs> Frogs. They never think anything through. Then I guess you could retire, right, from the street <laughs> from the after street. twenty years. You know, their answer is to everything is government. And the answer is almost never 
government. All right, up down. From about Croatia. Really? Yep. You mean about.com? No. That's what it's called. The site is actually about Croatia. That's what it says on the top. What does it say in the URL? Does it say about.com? I don't know. Because there's a whole site about. Oh, come on. I don't have Popeye? No, you don't. I told you that. You haven't got it off the old computer. It's on my computer. Why don't you give it to me? I'm going to have to give it to you. I really miss Popeye. I really miss you being able to use your own computer. Me too. People who call themselves Christians but do not want refugees at their door are hypocrites. Pope Francis said Thursday amid reports of new tragedies involving migrant crossings in the Mediterranean. Last time I checked, the Good Samaritan wasn't a Muslim. I'm just saying. It is hypocritical to call yourself a Christian and chase away a refugee or anyone who needs your help. Jesus told us what it means to be a good Christian in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Francis Popeye said in a meeting with German Lutheran pilgrims at the Vatican. No, there's a huge difference. Back then, they didn't care who came into their realm and who didn't come into their realm. There was no there was no borders for immigration purposes. There was no immigration services. There was just, everybody just walked around and went wherever the heck they want. Now, see, the reason they didn't care, the kings, they were all kings and call any other name they wanted to call them, they're still rulers and kings. They didn't care if there was more people in their country because they taxed the populace. So the more people that were there, the more tax dollars they got. And the Good Samaritan story was about an individual helping out an individual, as all Jesus' parables are. It's about an individual helping another individual, not a country. We have no obligation to take up into Our government's not Christian, like in, uh, we're going to behave like Christians and take in all the world's hungry people and feed them. No, that's not what we want for our government, because we'll end up feeding them because it's all our money, and we didn't do it personally. Charity comes personal, or from a charitable organization, not from government. Yeah, but Popeye isn't taking anybody into his I don't. He did a handful of people. I don't know. And uh, they weren't And I'm Christians. sure they were really picked out so that they were the best people they could possibly be, unlike ours. Never listen to some idiot who lives in his own fake country in a palace surrounded by armed guards that consist of an army telling you what you need to do in your country. First of all, he's a commie, and he's the evil pope, so he doesn't count at all. Oh, he's the evil pope of end times. You can bet on it. So why would we listen to him? And we shouldn't. We're saying we want our government to stop taking these people in. That has nothing to do with personal charity. You want to fly your backside to Syria and go help these people out? Go ahead. But leave me out of it, especially my money. I have no interest in helping Muslims at all. They're evil. They don't belong anywhere on the planet, yet alone in our country. Completely incompatible with Western civilization. It's barbaric in nature. The Popeye... 
a vocal champion of migrant rights, who was born... Now, see, you're getting confused. They're not migrants, they're refugees. That's not a migrant. Who was born in Argentina from an Italian... from Italian immigrants, earlier issued a message ahead of the World Day of Migrants and Refugees, which the Catholic Church will observe on January the 15th. Good for you. All good Catholics should take these people into their homes with their children, feed them, clothe them, house them, educate them, love them. I am all for it. You Catholics, bring them in to your house, not our country. The ones that are already here. Children are the first among those to pay the heavy toll of emigration. The overwhelming majority of the people coming here from refugee land are not children. Almost always caused by violence, poverty, environmental conditions, as well as negative aspects of globalization, Francis said in the message. This comes from New World Socialist Order Boy, right? Renewing arguments that welcoming migrant is a Christian duty... Not as a nation. It is not. Give unto God what is God. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. They knew there had to be a secular type of government. Not, not like separation of church and state. No. Secular in the notion that it is, it is the keeper of all the people's money. They don't get to spend it any way they want. Not in this country. That's what the Constitution for. It says, no, you, it, this is all you can do and no more. And, by the way, these specific things don't make me whack you. So, no, as usual, the collectivists are wrong. We are not a collectivist. Well, we are. We're not supposed to be a collectivist nation. This isn't about taking our money and giving it away to other people, which is all this government does, whether it's foreign or domestic. It's all unconstitutional. It is not in the Constitution, therefore they don't have the power to do it. Whether you think it's a good idea or not is irrelevant. It is illegal. Criminals think all kinds of things are a good idea, but we put them in jail anyway, right? So I don't really care what you believe. I'm telling you the facts, the law. And no, if you haven't figured it out, the Supreme Court being part of the national government is part of the problem of stealing our liberties. And there can't be two types of judges. Judging is one thing. It is it is a thing. There, it, it, there's only one kind of judge. And it's not the left-wing lunatics that believe that you could just find out the meanings were by reading the texts and, and manipulating the words to mean what you want them to mean. Even though it's not what the original intent of the person who wrote the legislation, i.e. in the case of the Supreme Court, the United States Constitution. There's only one kind, those that apply the Constitution as intended. And it is all written down for you to read in James Madison's notes of the Philadelphia Convention of 1787. You can read them for yourself, you can order the book, or you can go to PatriotsPub.us and listen to it. Well, more than it. It starts in 1763 to put things in context, but we get to the Constitutional Convention and we use James Madison's notes, reading from it through the whole thing. All four months. So, telling you the Constitution doesn't allow for any redistribution of wealth or anything else. There's no redistribution in the Constitution. That notion was anathema 
It was it's failed failed ideas. They failed in history, and it failed in the United States of America in its founding. The Pilgrims at Johnstown, both collectivists, call them communists, call them socialists, call them progressives, collectivists, failed. Fifty percent of the population died the first winter for the Pilgrims, and it wasn't because of all the stories you heard. It's because of collectivism. They didn't have enough food to get paid to feed everybody through the winter. Because nobody worked hard. Because socialism begets lazyism. That's just the way it is. It's been proven over and over again. You give land to poor people, they don't know what to do. They just sit there on it and expect the government to feed them. This is what socialism brings. Degradation, debauchery, lazy unproductive, useless lives. And I know, that's a terrible thing to say. But if you're just going to sit around eating other people's eggs for the rest of your life, you're useless. You're beyond useless. You're detrimental to the rest of the people. And Francis is detrimental to the world. Sorry, Catholics. I was one. And I don't hate Catholics. A lot of Christians do. I don't hate Catholics. Like I said, I was a Franciscan friar. So, I'm just telling you the facts. The church has been corrupted. It was corrupted when I left it. It's got corrupted more since I left. And that's why I left. Oh no, the life was great being in a monastery. So peaceful. There's no aggravation. You were in a beautiful monastery too. It was was a beautiful monastery. But all monasteries... Have their have their aesthetic pleasing values. I had the added benefit and I could walk the tour anytime I wanted, and all my sins were forgiven. <laughs> it's like visiting the Holy Land. Okay, little relics of the Holy Land through the whole thing, and the Pope has said, if you take that tour in Washington D.C., the, the, the commissioner of the Holy Land is what the monastery is called. If you take that tour, all your sins are wiped clean. I took the tour. Even mortal sins. After I met you. Yeah, but any sins after that don't count. I know. It's like when it's like when Obama just tries to get amnesty to Clinton. It's a wasteful move because ten seconds later she's done something corrupt. Yeah, she couldn't have walked through it because the woman I was with, she couldn't do it. She got deathly ill. That could happen. I'm surprised she didn't burst into flames. <laughs> I knew her. All right, uh, where are we here? Almost always caused by violence, probably. Blah, 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 blah. Renewing argument that welcoming migrants is a Christian duty. The Pope cited a passage from the biblical book of Exodus. Oh, let's go all the way back to Exodus. Stating, you shall not wrong a stranger or oppress him, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. These are our lands. There is no open borders. There is the rule of law that says you have to come this way, even though that's illegal, still. That's that's the way for them it is. You don't just get to show up and demand to be here. We've moved on to civilization. This isn't 5,000 years ago, Popeye. As I said, things have changed. We don't want other new people coming into our borders. They cost us money. They don't provide for themselves, and they don't provide for others. And they're They're Muslims. Islam is completely conflicted with every other religion on the planet. It's supposed to wipe them out. 
It is supposed to be a global empire. All Muslim, all Islam, all nothing but dirt and misery. Oh yeah, if there's green stuff, they come here, they'll get rid of it. We had some Arabs, I don't know if they were Muslims, probably were. Moved in in Queens across the street from us. Had a nice big old tree there. First thing they did was limb the tree to a telephone pole. Which is not their tree. It was the city's tree. But I, I don't report people to the government, so it didn't do that. I didn't call the police on them for that. Uh, but then, And then they killed off their lawn and covered it with cement. So they turned a place with green grass. Now, this we live in Queens here. This is not a high fire area or anything like that. They have a beautiful lawn that they completely destroyed. They had a beautiful tree. They completely destroyed. They destroyed everything they touched. What does that tell you about these people? That's evil. Everything they touch, they destroy. They destroy life. They despise life itself. Tell me it's not Lucifer's religion. Well, anybody in the know has figured this out already, even if they didn't study Islam. Exodus. You gotta go back to Exodus, Popeye. You got no argument. Besides, there was no Christianity yet. He criticized attempts to curb the entrance of migrants, which in turn fosters illegal networks for people smuggling and trafficking. Or we could just seal the border and stop them from being able to do that. So the evil is the government's not doing its constitutional duty to stop these people from entering in the first place, and now you're blaming we the people. Nice, Popeye. Wow. Instead of favoring the social integration of child migrants or programs for safe and assisted repatriation, I, I repatriation, I, I, well, we want nothing more but repatriation. We want to get rid of child migrants, social integration of child, there's no integrating these. Islam cannot integrate into Western society. It's impossible. If those kids get integrated, they won't be Muslims anymore. Their father will just kill them. Popeye. I speak, but not know of what I say. Meaning Popeye. Uh, Francis, I'm, I, I can't believe he took that name. St. Francis of Sicily is, is my saint. He, he, and he knows, I don't think he understands St. Francis of Assisi at all. He said government should balance their right to control migration flows with the duty to resolve and re regularize the situation of child migrants. Save them from abuse, exploitation, the lowest levels of human degradation. Oh, you mean Islam? Okay, what the heck is he doing? So we're supposed to convert Muslims to Christianity. But that makes them an apostate, and the parents just killed them. What is he doing or saying about the Yazidi girls that are being raped daily? Absolutely nothing, because we're not taking these in. We're taking Muslims in and leaving them to die. Or worse. Separately, Malta-based charity MAOS said it heard from a group of 113 migrants rescued overnight from a rubber boat in the central Mediterranean that at least 17 of their peers, including a three-year-old boy from Nigeria, were dead or missing. Cry me so, a river. What's your point? Maybe they needed to die. Again, another reason to vote for Trump. They're going to tell us why. The sea was rough and the boat was taking on water. At one point, some people started to panic. 
The next thing I knew, I was pushed into the water, and I lost my son in the chaos as I was trying to grab a life jacket. The surviving mother was quoted as saying, M-O-A-S, according to Save the Children, an international charity, roughly 20% of the 304,000 migrants who landed in Italy and Greece in the year to date are underage. What does underage mean? What's that age? 30, 35, 40, I don't know. 50? It's 26 here. You can make it whatever you want. Oh, no. It was 30-something. No, I thought it was 26 because of, of the Affordable Care yeah, Act. Not according to, not for migrants. Don't you remember? They weren't allowed to be asked their age. You got people with gray hair sitting in elementary schools. Uh, no, I think uh, it, it, the age was made irrelevant. But what age do you want to say? When you say underage, you have to, you now have to quantify the age that it's going to be under. Because otherwise, what does it mean? It's a, it's a rather soft term. It could be manipulated. Well, they're under 30, so they're under age 30. You see? All I got to say is, I have no sympathy for Muslims, and notice that in that story they were stupid enough to post, they were shoved off the raft by Muslims. That's Islam for you. Christians won't do that. Not a real not a real Christian. A real Muslim. Muslims, they, they're... They're callous. They have no feeling for life. They they don't cherish life at all. It seems they cherish death. Actually, they do cherish death, come to think of it. Huh. So, anyway, where are we? On the war on terror, and did you know this? You need me to push a button? You Only if you want to push a button. I do. Then push the button. And now from Hasbrolla Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hasbrolla bring you Digihad Joe action figure. Pull his string and he shouts Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final poll, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone... Thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Burqa Barbie. Where are we on the war on terror? From military.com. A U.S. Navy ship launched cruise missiles and destroyed three radar sites from a rebel-controlled area in Yemen. The service announced late Wednesday. The announcement came a day after a Navy ship was apparently targeted for a second time by missiles originating from the area. In a statement, Pentagon spokesman Peter Cook said, The radar sites struck were in territory controlled by the Houthi rebels on Yemen's Red Sea coast. They were hit early Wednesday morning at roughly 4 a.m. local time, officials said. Initial assessments show the sites were destroyed, Cook said in the statement. A defense official told Military.com the attacks were conducted using sea-launched cruise missiles that originated from the 
Arleigh Burke class destroyer USS Nietzsche. Why would you name something after such a fatalistic philosopher as Nietzsche? I think that's what it, it I mean, it's spelled differently, but I just don't trust them. What's a Nietzsche? I have it's either no that idea. or it's Japanese. I don't know. Either way, it's inappropriate. But would not confirm the number of missiles fired, citing security reasons. Probably someone's last name, but why would you name a ship? Why don't you just go, that person's last name stinks. <laughs> this is a direct response to situations that threaten freedom of navigation. Navy Lieutenant Ian McConaughey, a spokesman for U.S. Navy Forces Central Command, told Military.com. These strikes show our resolve against unprovoked hostility against the U.S. and are aimed at defending U.S. Navy assets. The original attacks appeared to target the Arleigh-Burke-class destroyer USS Mason, which has been patrolling near the Bob El Mandib Strib, and the amphibious transport dock USS Punts, also in the region. You can see where... The guy, author from Dune got all his names, right? Beb Al-Mandeb, for instance, comes to mind. Sounds like something right out of his book. Of course, it was about sand people, so he stole lots of stuff from the Middle East. Sand people. Yep. <laughs> A defense official told uh, Military.com the attacks were conducted using the like Nietzsche. Nietzsche, I went past Nietzsche. But would not confirm the number of missiles fired, citing security reasons. This is a direct response to situations that threaten freedom of navigation. Navy Lieutenant Ian McConaughey, a spokesman for of Naval Forces Central Command, told Military.com. I, I read that already. <laughs> These strikes show our resolve against unprovoked hostility against the U.S. and are aimed at defending U.S. Navy assets. The original attack appeared to target the Arleigh class. Didn't I read that? Why does it keep saying that? Arleigh Burke class destroyer USS Mason, which has been patrolling near the Bob Al Mandeb Strait, and the amphibious transport dock USS Ponce, also in the region. The strikes were recommended by Defense Secretary Ash Carter and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Marine General Joseph Dunford, and authorized by President Caesar Brock Obamanis. Cook said in a statement, These limited defense strikes were conducted to protect our personnel, our ships, and our freedom of navigation in this important maritime passageway, Cook said. The United States will respond to any further threat to our ships and commercial traffic as appropriate, and will continue to maintain our freedom of navigation in the Red Sea, the Bab al-Mandeb, and elsewhere around the world. Earlier Wednesday, a military official confirmed to the Associated Press that a second round of two missiles had been fired from rebel territory at the Mason. The ship used countermeasures, the official said, and the missiles went harmlessly into the sea. The first two missiles targeting the Mason and the Ponce were fired Sunday, originating from the same region on the coast of Yemen. This whole thing reminds me so much of the last ship. Isn't this an act of war against us? Firing on it? Yeah. yeah. That's why we blew them up. A defense official confirmed to military com the Mason had... Well, I did that. Right? No, no. Again, they're repeating themselves. Yep. The Mason had used countermeasures firing two standard missile twos 
and a RIM-162 evolved Sea Sparrow missile and launching a Nolka missile decoy to lure the missiles away from the ship. It remains unclear whether these countermeasures were successfully employed against the missile or whether the attack failed on its own. A defense official told Military.com with Nesde's successful attack on radar sites in Yemen was executed consistent with international law and was conducted independently of the Saudi-led coalition war on the rebels. McConaughey told Military.com that the command will continue to maintain ships in the area. NAVSEN, Naval Central Command, will not back down from its duty to ensure the free flow of commerce, freedom of access, and security in this vital region with our allies and regional partners, he said. It remains unclear whether the U.S. will take further action in response to the attacks. With that, we have to go to breaks. You're on Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Attention business owners. We know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for right now? So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company, General Steel. 800-917-8251. 800-917-8251. That's 800-917-8251. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 
800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Welcome back to Dirk Wabita Radio Show. Hour three. No, it's not. No. I just asked you that during the break. No, you didn't. I did too. I said, so this is the third hour. No, you didn't say those words. You really didn't. We were talking about the times. You said, you got my nasal spray filled. I said, oh good, in the third hour. Oh yeah, but I wasn't paying attention. It's not. Did she just say, I did not say the words? Yes, I did. Okay, did I say the words? I guess you did. Okay. All right, what does this really mean now? What you just read about... I mean, we're just firing... Everyone's shooting at everybody. This is, can't be good. Look, if they're going to... That was a test. See, what would happen if you fired on a wussy Navy ships that obviously we have no background, we're weak, we're a paper tiger, on and on it goes. We have a, a joke for Commander-in-Chief. Of course they're going to test us. They're Muslims. It's what they do. Okay, but... They don't care how many people were killed, either. And, but we didn't do anything to Russia when Russia was flying over us. No, Russia was flying over Syrian rebels. And they flew over Turkey and they shot the plane down. So what do you mean, nobody's doing anything to Russians? They had a plane shot down. Planes are expensive. I just don't understand the strategy of anybody when it comes to any of this right now. Yeah, because because progs are involved. Russia's doing the right thing, and we're doing the wrong thing. And that's the bottom line. And now he's willing, because he wants to transform the Middle East into Muslim land, even though, historically speaking, it was Christendom long before Islam existed. They invaded it and took it over. They're, they were not the original inhabitants, but in his mind... They were. Christianity's evil. By the way, if you haven't figured out, Christians Christians do not get ahead of the line in refugees. Why not? Why do we want to bring Muslims here and not Christians? Why would he make this 
policy decision. Because he loves muzzies and he hates Western civilization, and that's just the that's just the way that is. Christianity is part of Western civilization. It's a part of colonization. Blah 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 blah. You're talking about Caesar. Of course I am. If if my listeners didn't figure that out, boy, I got a lot of work ahead of me. All right. Uh, so what does it mean? I don't know. I don't know what any of it means other than it looks really like we're that that two, two minute to midnight clock is just struck one minute before midnight. Uh, there's a new there's a clock that says how close we are to nuclear war, and the closer the minute hand is, the closer you are to going to war. And I guarantee that clock's at least at one minute before right now. We're that close to going. That's a good song by Iron Maiden, too. Two minutes to midnight. Two, yeah, Iron Maiden, heavy metal band. Alrighty then, from CNS News. ISIS, not ISIL, because we don't use the L word here. ISIS previously has used commercial off-the-shelf drones for surveillance and to deliver ordnance. And now it is using drones to deliver explosives. Colonel John Duran, the spokesman for U.S. military operations in Iraq, told reporters on Wednesday. He confirmed that one enemy drone exploded after it was shot down. We know that there was an improvised device on a, on a, a drone. And when that was brought back to the camp, it exploded. So the reason or the way or the manner in which that happened, still digging into that. Easy, they booby-trapped it. Dorian said that the drones have been seen over coalition bases and Iraqi bases. It's a threat that we've seen, you know, developing for some time. He said almost all of them are spy drones, not the least sort of Trojan horse-style attack. Oh, bull-loney. You shot that thing down, it didn't blow up till you brought it back to the base. You don't think that was by design? That is the definition of a Trojan horse attack. Obviously, they know your... They know your I don't know, Strategy? Tactics, I guess. Tactics, okay. Uh, so, they knew you were going to bring the drone back to examine it and take it apart and try and figure out where it came from, etc. Because there's something in your, stand, your standard procedures... That that's what they're going to do when they find it in the field. They follow orders. They do what they're supposed to do. So they pick it up and they bring it back to base. Now it waited all the way until it got to the base to blow up, but that was a complete coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences, and even if I did, that's a stretch. Brian, how many of these, now we just reported a couple weeks ago or a week ago about the Afghan people that were training here in the United States just running away. How many of them have we trained that actually went back? As a matter of fact, there is one really big dude that went all the way back and is fighting in Syria right now and knows all of our tactics. Well, you know, and, and what makes you think they don't have a microphone embedded into the drone as well as a camera? And what made you think they still weren't operable after it was shot down? And what made you think they didn't have a button wired to blow it up? The remote control, if they could fly it that far, they can get a signal that far. They don't need a cell phone to blow it up. They have a radio-controlled drone. 
You just push a button, it blows up. And they got all this equipment from us, from Iraq and Afghanistan. These are all our equipment. Obviously. Oh, well, they got money now. They could be buying stuff. Again, another reason to vote for Trump. <laughs> he wants to put all these refugees in safe spaces over there, not here. Right, and the ones here, he's going to make camps and round them up and deport them. The other thing is, he's absolutely right. And we talked about this And he earlier. probably won't do that because he's a nice guy. And he'll probably back out in the last minute. Unbelievable that I am living through this. But you are. So I don't know how it's unbelievable. Because my country is dying. It is dying before my it's eyes. It's in its last throes, Susan. It's on left. life support right now. Ain't much left. The fact that Hillary's running around. You and I would be in jail. Throw away the key. Throw away what? Throw away whose key? Brian, we would be in jail. Why is she running around? Why is she even going out for president? It, this is this is beyond outrageous. Again, and yet it's happening. And, and no one is picking up your uh, words about her, the Butcher of Benghazi. That's too, that's too mean. If people can't take it. Even the ones that retweet me and like it, they, they don't use it. I'm the only one that uses it. Best as I can tell. I can't make anyone use the hashtag. She's a horrible human being. Nothing is too mean to talk about her. She is the Butcher of Benghazi. It's a perfect name for her. Look... She purposely didn't do what she should have done and protect that embassy. Instead, she was busy. She didn't want to draw attention to it because she was running arms to the Syrian rebels. And that is something I've been saying from the beginning of this. I knew right away that it was a CIA weapons dump. I knew it. I could just tell. And, and we have a history of doing it anyway. And she's a mean, hateful, arrogant, warmongering witch. She doesn't care who she has to kill. Again, I read the WikiLeaks thing about her in, in the uh, wherever they were in the White House. And she was Secretary of State, and they were talking about Julian Assange, and she's pacing back and forth, and in a fury. And uh, she said, she she just finally said, "I don't understand it. He's walking around free as a bird, as simple as can be. We can How can we put up with this? Can't we drone him?" You said that last night. I'm going to keep saying it like three times. Everyone keeps saying Bill's the one that has people whacked. Are you sure? <laughs> Sounds like the Secretary of State was about to whack a foreign citizen to me. Whacking is a, is a mob, uh, Italian mob term. It means uh, assassinating, killing, murdering. Not killing, murdering. Well, yeah. I, but I'm saying to them. They don't, they don't really see the difference. Uh, but I do. Dorian said the drones have been seen over coalition bases, and it's not a Trojan horse-style attack, even though it happened just like a Trojan horse. <clears throat> so as something that we see, we have engaged some of them with some of the capabilities that we have. Both we and our partners and have shot some of them down. So it is, so it is this something that we're seeing in the battlefield. So they've seen what you do every time you shoot down a drone, you take it back to the base. And then suddenly one blows up after you take it back to the base. But it's not a Trojan-style attack. 
Of course, and they're not terrorists either, and there's no terrorist attack in the United States. They're all just love attacks or something. I, I, I don't know. Dorian said a system called Drone Defender and additional advanced systems have been sent to Iraq to detect, track, and defeat the threat posed by enemy drones. Some of the drones are quadcopters, and that sort of thing. So, though, they're getting stuff we can buy on the market, so I'd probably get it from China. They consider it as toys. But why, why not? You could put a good... They have good captor, cameras they put on those things. If you could see from high up what's down on the battlefield, that's all you need. And the smaller it is, the harder it is to shoot down. And see. And hear. We've seen them use, you know, items that you could just buy. So these aren't... These... Nothing very high-tech about them. They could just buy these as anybody else would. Those... Some of those are available on Amazon. I don't think Amazon delivers to Iraq. I'm just saying. Not yet, anyway. So I don't know exactly how they get them. Uh, because they're made in China, so <laughs> China's right there. What do you mean? Of course you can buy them. They're probably in the in the stores in Iraq before they burn them to the ground. Okay, what kind of a commander doesn't know anything? He knows, he knows what he's talking about. What do you mean he doesn't know anything? He doesn't know where they get him. He doesn't well, know he doesn't it have is. any actionable intelligence. How is he going to get intelligence on that? Anyway, I told you, they went to a toy store. A reporter asked Dorian if flying IEDs are a significant threat to coalition troops, or is it merely a trifle? Well, I would say there's probably a middle way, Dorian explained. And by that, what I mean is, the implications of this are certainly not an existential threat, and not something that's military significant in that it's going to stop anything that needs to happen from happening. Okay, can he, like, downplay this anymore? So basically, he's downplaying it to a terrorist attack. <laughs> or, actually, no, an accident. Right, they're not calling it terrorism. They're calling it anything, that's the problem. The Iraqi security forces, at a timeline of their choosing, are going to go to Mosul, and they're going to be supported by coalition forces. That is going to happen regardless of this threat. Now that said, we don't just let the enemy develop a capability that threatens our forces and those forces of our allies and partners and leave that threat unaddressed. So we've moved some additional capabilities into position and we will go after those capabilities whenever and wherever we see them. So they're basically not going to do a damn thing. No, they're saying they're bringing these anti-drone things to bear. Uh, They weren't there before. The military shipped them over there. Now they have them, they're going to use them to, li- to limit the threat posed by drones. That, that, all they can do is mitigate, limit. There's no absolutes in warfare. Uh, but all you can do is mitigate it the best of your capabilities. Now, I thought there was no boots on the ground, and Killary keeps saying oh, there's, there's no boots on the ground. There's more boots there's on the no ground. There's no boots, there's gone, there's, that's no. not the answer. They, that's, no. that's not it. Just that's just send not more, it. No, they just sent more boots on the ground. But she's saying it's not the answer. It's just not the she's answer. She's not saying it right now. She can't because he just sent more boots on the ground. I know, but she has. She said it last week, for goodness sake. Well, then why did they send more boots on the ground? Because she's an idiot and she's a liar. Well, then somebody should call her out on it. We just did. I mean, somebody with, with a lot more reach. All right, moving along from KWCH12. 
Garden City Police and community members held a meeting Saturday to discuss how the community plans to move forward a day after three men were arrested for planning a domestic terrorist attack. Now, this is Wichita, Kansas. This is a city in Wichita, Kansas. Well, why didn't you put that in the copy? Because they didn't, it was, this was so convoluted. I hated the way this um, local radio station did it. Just put it right up front. Okay, so this is Kansas, all right? Isn't this the home of Dorothy and Toto? Yes, but can I get through one paragraph? No, because this enraged me. Well, there's nothing yet to be enraged about. Okay. Countless people showed up to listen to Garden City Police Michael Utz complain, I don't know, U-T-Z, you pronounce it. Explain the investigation about the planned attack. A translator helped Somali community members address their concerns, but they were assured there is no longer any reason to be scared. Oh, yes, there is, and you better be scared. This is what I mean. There's certain people that they become just politicians, police chiefs. You don't tell them that. You should have said, oh, you should be scared. (laughs) You were brought here against the people's will. They don't want you here. So behave that way. Yep, and that's exactly what Sheriff Clark would have said and Sheriff uh, Arpaio would have said that to these people because they're not in their districts. Look, police can't stop terrorist attacks. That's a fact. It is the least, it's one of the least effective ways of dealing with it. Everything has to be disconnected from central authority. Any kind of central organized attempt to defeat a decentralized terrorist network is not going to work. It's not even a network. There's just a bunch of people here that have decided they want to go la 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 poo, uh, because they're stupid and and are and the progs have been have been brainwashing them to the point that they're just perfectly waiting for someone to convert them to something like Islam. I don't trust that, this. That kind of backfired on them like everything else they try and do. Anything progs do, none of it works. Ever. It never works. I don't trust this at all in any way, shape, or form. I saw the pictures of these men. It was just, it was like Oregon all over again. Well, White heterosexual males. We shall see. Yeah, again, I haven't read that far. All we know is it's three men. Doesn't say white, doesn't say heterosexual men. Let's get to the, let's let the story get the facts of the story out. Unless they don't bring out the facts. I didn't sleep very well, but today when I saw the police and heard the police, all the people in the community coming here, I was feeling very, very happy, said Fra Fara, a community member. I will sleep very well tonight. All good. It's very, it's good to know that while you're planning uh, to kill us all, that you'll have a good night's sleep. We don't want you to be tired when you're doing that. Garden City Police say, community members can help the community safe by reporting any suspicion. Oh, no. First you say report everything, then you say report nothing, and now because a bunch of Muslims could have possibly been the target of an attack that they stopped before it ever happened, so we don't know. I'm just saying, we can't trust the government. It's manipulating us over time right now. Everything it does is subject to scrutiny. It's and true. And certainly don't believe it. I believe the opposite of everything they tell me now. I'm sorry, I just get, I don't I don't believe this nonsense. I think this is a big old setup. Yep. And again, playing right into the Muslim 
right yep. into the Muslim playbook yep. of playing the victim card. Exactly. They've been doing it since 7th century. That was the first thing Read I was Read Medina. Thinking. Read the story was, of Medina. It's they in left, the Quran. They left this meeting, Brian, and the first thing I thought that they were going to do is go back to a little community area, wherever the hell they are, and go, they're going to protect us. Did you hear that? The cops are going to protect us. But they always do. Then they're taken in Medina. They were being protected. They were protected until they no longer needed protection. And then they turned on the people of Medina and killed them all. It's amazing. They caught these people right away. They're already in prison. But all the ones that did the, these killings this past year... You just stepped on my point. Thank you very much. <laughs> they, the FBI interviewed these funny. people and let them go because they were Muslims. You're stepping on my point. You're not getting there. This is what they do. Medina is their playbook. When they're strong enough, they will kill us all. Until then, they will be, oh, please protect me. The big bad other people are Christians and everybody else want to kill us and you need to protect us. They want to pick on us because of our religion. Yeah, that thing ain't a religion and they should pick on you. They're always lying. They should pick on you for that religion because that religion says kill them. So You're a, going to kill them. Why shouldn't they turn on you? You follow a religion that tells you to kill everybody else. But we're just supposed to say, okay. Now, remember, Medina was way back in the day. Okay, so uh, they've been doing the same thing everywhere they go. And they're going to do it here. Because you, you don't understand. They're not going to be done until the whole world is controlled by Islam. And it's going to be done by force, by the sword. That's the way it's Islam. It's the way it was created. It was created by a conquering emperor. What did you think he'd do? Whoa, God created something that keeps my men fighting and thinking that's a great thing. Because we don't we don't want him deserted. Because, you know, you got to pick up new, new members every time you take over a country. They would pick up new members into the military. So everybody had to be Muslim. Because they wouldn't leave enemies at their back. And if you're a Muslim, they're Muslim. Your government's Muslim. It's Islam. You can't be against your government. You can't be against the war, the warfare. You can't be against the killing, murdering, torturing. Because it's Islam. The optic here that I got was that the police arrested citizens to protect non-citizens. These people, these refugees, are not citizens, ladies and gentlemen, in any way, shape, or form. You can't run around murdering people, though, without the police getting involved. Oh, but they won't touch any Muslim. They'll let the Muslim go. No, nowadays they're afraid of black people, not Muslims. But everybody that committed a terrorist attack in this United States all these years were actually picked up by the FBI, questioned, and let go. Oh, and by the way... Black Americans listening, do yourself a favor. Black Lives Matter has created a very bad situation for you. Cops are now afraid of black people. That, I mean, to the point a black female cop shot somebody. Everyone points out, oh, the white police and blah, blah, blah. No. All the ones with the white cops all turned out to be false. The only one I know of that was actually true was the, a black female police officer walked up and just executed some black guy. Actually, that cha that story changed. 
he was on PCP at the time and acting erratic, and she was in fear for her life, and that's what they Of story. course she's in fear for her life, that's the story, but she, this, the account for the police officer said she walked right up, she walked up to him and shot him. I'm sorry, that, that that's not, you don't walk towards someone you're afraid of. Unless you have a gun. Especially if you have a gun. I hope you never use one. Why? You don't get closer to someone with a firearm, you get farther away. Well, yeah. Distance is your friend, not closeness is your enemy. I can reach your gun, I'm taking it away from you. Well, he was walking backwards. Every time. Doesn't matter. You never walk towards who you're going to shoot. You shoot from where you are. And with that, we're going to go to a break. Certain Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Socialists, you will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. You didn't build that. President, because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Welcome to the Red State Cafe. My name is Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? <laughs> sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists, we see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated. Defeated. Let me just say, uh... Defeated. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E-1 through E-6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of black power does not include white participation. I hate white people. All of them. 
every last iota of a cracker. I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore on our arm, and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. You want freedom? You're gonna have to kill some crackers. You're gonna have to kill some of their babies. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. Sorry. I'm not. You're right. We can't buy anything. I got to do this. You, you can't put something that short that you have to hurry up and go look for another one to put in its place. No, I knew where I was going. Yeah, and you barely made it. I'm explaining how not to do it. Always make that thing something that's up when you go look for something else. Never go looking when that's up. It's 30 seconds. If that. I want to. It's not even that. What is it, 10 seconds? Anyway, I'm I'm with you. I don't trust anything that the government's doing, even your local government. Yeah, so what? Let's back to the story. You come back to the other side, you got to hit the story again. I know. You had time for your opinion before the commercial I break. don't trust this city police. I don't trust... What do you mean I don't trust the city police? I don't, it's for what? Saying what? Doing what? Saying that these three men... They, look what we they, didn't get there yet. You're doing it again. You're way ahead of the story, Susan. Nothing. You can read all you want. I'll tell you when... You'll hear when it's there. Just pay attention. Garden City Police and community members held a meeting Saturday to discuss how the community You're plans to, to move hear. forward. You've already done that. You went to the translator. They didn't sleep very well. And you're telling them the cops should tell them you better oh, not yeah, sleep right. very well. Right, right, right. But anyway, uh, reporting suspicious activity is where I left off. Dr. John Berkey, a phys- physician helping to create a clinic and working with refugees on a language program, said several hundred Somali residents live in the area. Communist Broadcasting Service reported. And how much money is this piece of crap uh, doctor getting for helping the refugees? Too much. Berkey told CBS News between 300 and 500 Somali refugees live in the area. The State Department for Children and Families said of 906 refugees who arrived in Kansas from October 2014 to January 2016. 68 were from Somalia. That equates to 7.5%. How many refugees are in Kansas? 906. That's almost 1,000 people. That equates to 7.5%. Three men were arrested on Friday for threatening to attack an apartment complex and mosque in Garden City. Acting U.S. Attorney Tom Beal says Curtis Allen, 49, Gavin Wright, 51, and Patrick Stein 
were all charged with domestic terrorism. Excuse me, why is there a term domestic in front of terrorism? Thank you. Terrorism is terrorism. So you charge it with terrorism, not domestic terrorism, just terrorism. Because they're doing this optic that we white people are bad. Uh, Susan, if you keep talking out of turn, I'm going to get upset. You will wait till the topic, till the information is presented before you use it. So just listen. Beale said that three were planning to bomb an apartment complex and mosque in Garden City occupied by a Muslim community of about 120 Somali refugees. Beale said the men planned to carry out the attack on November 9th, the day after the election. Really? Why would you do that? He said the men stockpiled a large cache of firearms and ammunition. Beale said the men planned to park vehicles full of explosives at all four corners of the Garden City apartment complex. The men said they wanted to wake people up. That wouldn't wake anybody up. It would actually go against us. It will cause sympathy for Muslims. Beale said the men who wrote the manifesto which they wanted published after the bombing, according to an affidavit. They were a part of a group called the Kansas Security Force and the Crusaders. These are militia groups whose members support and espouse sovereign citizen, anti-government, anti-Muslim, and anti-immigrant extreme beliefs, said the affidavit. Then why did you only find three? Militias don't work in three. They're a group. They're a militia. They traded squads. Three isn't enough. This whole story stinks. Beale said the men's arrest is part of an eight-month-long investigation. Eyewitness News first learned about the investigation when liberal police and the FBI shut down multiple streets in town on Tuesday. Liberal... What is a... What the hell is liberal police? Liberal... Why would anyone even use that terminology... Why in God's name would you capitalize L in liberal on CNS News? That's weird. All three men are currently in the Sedgwick County Jail on one count of conspiring to use a weapon of mass destruction. Did they did they find the weapons? Anything? I, I don't know. This could all be a setup. They didn't do anything yet. Even if they said they were going to, they didn't do it. How do we know they, they were really planning it? How do we know the FBI did like work with these three guys and, and try and talk them into doing this? There's all kinds of questions that come to mind with this administration and this FBI, which cannot be trusted anymore for anything. The Department of Justice is now the Department of Injustice. And so I, you can't believe them. And you can't believe anything a police chief says because of politics. And why would you call police liberal? They're not liberal conservative doesn't really apply. It's policing. You enforce the law. That's not a liberal or conservative thing, although it's definitely not a liberal thing. They don't believe in the rule of law, uh, rule of man, so every cop gets to decide for himself how he's going to deal with the situation. This is a great idea. You know, before we organized police, we already had that. Disorganized police. Didn't work. Just like anarchy. We had that before government. Anarchists don't get that. They're too dense to even think, understand the concept when it's explained to them. Before we had government, we had no government. 
by definition. Do you understand that? No. It's what I get. It's like, no, 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 that's not how it is. Well, then explain how it is. How did government come about? Why is there government? It wasn't here before us. Why did we create government? We did it. We created it. Why? If we didn't need it, why would we create it? Because anarchy sucks, that's why. That's that's might might is right. That's all it is. Whoever's stronger wins. They want your stuff and they're strong and they take it. And that's what's gonna happen when we do fall into anarchy. And the anarchists are gonna be the first ones hiding under a bed crying. Because I've met them. They're all a little bunch of wimps. You know, a lot with this story just reeks of Waco and Ruby Ridge and... It's odd that it really doesn't because they didn't kill them. So it doesn't reek of any of those things. But we get attacked by Muslims all the time in this country and nothing happens to them. Which point? They got these guys really fast and they're in jail. And they didn't do anything. We don't know anything. That article has not, does not have enough information for you to be saying such a thing. You just want to you just want to believe that. No, because do you really think the people of the United States of America are going to sit by idly while they bring a bunch of refugees in here in defiance of the people who said no and continue to let this progressive destruction of our country without somebody getting upset enough to act out? This is, it's sort of, you know, it's sort of like the Boston Tea Party. They, they, the so-called heroes, the Sons of Liberty created that whole scenario. Got a whole bunch of people killed. Nothing happened to them. After the trial of the British soldiers, they were exonerated. They should have hauled in the Sons of Liberty. Because Samuel Adams was guilty of murder. He set up the murder of his own his own colonists, because he wanted to spark a war, and he thought that would do it. It didn't. It failed miserably. The Boston Massacre did not set off the war. And when it came out that the soldiers were innocent, that was the end of that. But still, nobody nobody hung for all those people that died. How is that right? Oh, you would have hung Samuel Adams? Oh, you bet! And everybody involved in that little operation, for all the world, for all the world to see. Yes, I will, because that's not an acceptable way of behavior. You want a revolution? Convince the people, convince them to follow you, convince them to believe what you're saying, convince them that it's in their best interest. Otherwise, go away. But we're not going to have that kind of a revolution. You want to harass and kill the enemy, the the British soldiers? But that's fine. But they didn't do that. They set up the civilians to get slaughtered. Sorry, that's murder. So, uh, yeah, this is why I hardly ever talk about Samuel Adams. I don't consider him a hero. Sorry. He's not... Oh, oh, well, the ends justify the means. Wait, that's progressivism. We don't do that. Before you move along, I I just want your opinion because... We're not going to have that kind of a revolution. There's too many things happening. You don't know what kind of revolution we're going to have. Well, I know that we're not going to... The police are going to protect these refugees before us. 
when it comes to pass where we're actually standing up against the national government, they will stand with us. Murdering what they civilians, what they consider civilians, is uh, is a non-starter for police. That's what they're supposed to, well, investigate, prevent if they can. But you really, they really can't be everywhere at once. So, basically, they have to come along, put chalk around the body, investigate, and find out who murdered them, and then arrest them so they can go through the court system. And that's their job. Their job really isn't protecting so much as they like to make you think. I, I hate that New York still says protect and serve, because that, that, that's not what they do. Honest to God, I've never seen a police officer protect anybody. So this group of refugees now knows that they will be protected no matter what. Yeah, that's what made them happy. They're going back and uh, hatching plans for, for their terrorist attack. Because now they know no, nothing will happen to them. And they no, they do. don't. If they think nothing's going to happen to them, they're stupid. But they're going to play it. They're going to try and use it as a sympathy card. That's about it. Which is what they do. All right. Did you know this? I hope this alleviates my political headache. We are living in extremely dangerous times. Well, just interesting. It's one of the worst things you can say. There was no reason to change that. Interesting times. It's the worst times to live. Oh, can I give you an update about our update about our ta- uh, state of Montana? Um, why wouldn't you do that off air, not on air? Oh, because it has to do with refugees. They tried to send more into uh, the Missoula area, yeah? and everyone said no and protested. I don't know what really you mean yet. more. I looked at the, no, looked no. At the map. There's none no, in Montana. No, but they tried again. Well, see, it's not what you said. See. So they tried again, and this is what I spoke to a local uh, person down in Butte. And uh, there was such an outcry that one of the mayors of one of the cities got fired. Because he was trying to say, you know, how much would be for good for the community, and they would get money, and blah, 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 so they just fired him. And yet this didn't seem to make the news. It didn't. And she said the same thing. Also, the students that are here in the techs and the MSUs that they're putting, because that's another way that they're trying to do this. Yep. They're bringing in Arab, Muslim, Students. Ute, students, Utes. And... Well, oh, they're not all Utes. Uh, you remember the one that lived in my daughter's house? He was no Ute. No. Yeah, no. He wasn't. So, yeah, not all youths. So what they're doing is they're really starting to investigate if they're actually doing the work that they said they were coming here to do. They found three of them that were cheating. Who's, who's the, investigating? The, the, uh, the chancellors. They're, they're starting to get scared because the, the parents are starting to freak out. You can kick them out and it won't matter because Obama won't deport them. I know. So they they'll did. still be here. They did. They kicked them out. Right. out of oh, the oh, no one's ever overstayed a student visa before. Yeah. So that's what's happening here. We don't have refugees, but they're doing it through this. The, well, uh, that's university okay. System. I got news for you. Uh, Butte's, Butte's a rough town. I wouldn't want to be a Muslim in Butte. They have no problems. They're, they're standing in Walmart speaking Arabic. I was there two days ago. Yeah, they'll, they'll be fine to keep to themselves. If they don't annoy anybody or bring attention to themselves, they'll be fine. But if, if they suspect them of being terrorists, all bets are off. Well, the person I was talking to didn't even know that there was an Islamic center here. It's being hushed, hushed by well, the government. Well, go call, 
call KEXLF and tell them about it and say, you need to, re- you've reported about this once. People don't, I don't even know it's here. You need to report on this a lot more. This needs to go away. I'm going to call Matt Vincent. He's the before, there. Before the first violent problem happens in Butte, which it will eventually, it's going to happen. There will be violent, because there are, there is no such thing as a peaceful Muslim. There's only a Muslim waiting to kill you. There's just no such thing as a peaceful Muslim. They're just waiting around to kill you. That's silent jihad, takia, T-A-Q-Q-A-Y-A. That's how it's supposed to be spelled. You can spell it a lot of different ways. It'll probably pop up. Uh, Just do a search for silent jihad. It's good. You need to know about silent jihad because that's where they are right now. That's why they're not attacking us. They're playing silent jihad. It's what they, it's their game plan. It's just, you just have to learn the game plan. So go Google Silent Jihad. Don't Google. Use DuckDuckGo. Don't even use StarPage anymore because it uses Google. And Google is suppressing political information like bad things on Hillary Clinton. They get suppressed in the search engine results. So using that to be incognito still ends up with the crappy results. DuckDuckGo I have found to be much far superior as a search engine and a lot easier to use as well. I can't stand to have to click next page, next page, next page. Duck, duck, go. You just scroll down. It just You just scroll down. It's all there. Anyway, it's free and they don't track you at all. They track nothing. There's no information kept on the search or who did it or whatever. Nothing. N- completely incognito. But so just use DuckDuckGo and your problems will be solved. All right, from PickupTrucks.com. For seven years, Cars.com has been collecting data from various sources to determine which vehicles are the most American, meaning which ones have the highest percentage of its parts content produced in the U.S. and Canada. For some reason, they accept Canada as American-made, but not Mexico. But they're both part of North America. It's bizarre. Cars.com, American Made Index, the AMI, rates the top 10 vehicles that are built and bought in the U.S. each year. As you might imagine, the results are very interesting. For the past several years, the number one vehicle has been the Toyota Camry, which is built in Kentucky and Indiana. Among the criteria for a vehicle to make the AMI, is that it must have at least 75% domestic parts content. Cars.com put it this way in its 2011 AMI report. In today's global economy, there's no easy way to determine just how American a car is. Or how to end this sentence with is. Many cars built in the U.S., for example, are assembled using parts that come from elsewhere. Some cars assembled in the U.S. from largely American-made parts don't sell well meaning fewer Americans are employed to build them. Cars.com's American-made index recognizes cars that are built here, have a high amount of domestic parts, and are bought in large numbers by American consumers. Detroit's full-size pickups didn't make it to the AMA that year. The F-150 held a commanding number one spot in the first three years that we've compiled the index with domestic parts content as high as 90%. Alas, today's Michigan and Missouri-built F-150 
bears only 60% domestic content rating. Similarly, the Chevy Silverado, which has held second place for much of the F-150's reign, has just 61% domestic content. Chrysler's Ram 1500 pickup, 70% domestic content, fares better, but it still falls short of the AMI's 75% cutoff. This year, the Toyota Tundra and the Ford F-Series will be eligible for the AMI because both have 75% domestic parts content. So, buy American. Why not buy American? And Toyota's not American. It's Japanese. No. The Toyota Tundra and the F-Series Ford are the only two pickup trucks to make it to the AMI this year. According to the current data from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, for the F-Series, that's 15% points better than a year ago. The Tundra was the only pickup in 2011 index, ranking 8th among all cars and trucks. As for the Ridgeline, these are preliminary numbers, but they are likely to be close. Domestic parts content for the Ram and Chevy Silverado are relatively unchanged from a year ago and are well below the cutoff. Keep in mind, though, that domestic parts content among some models can swiftly shift wildly year to year. The ratings come from the domestic parts content labels that appears on window stickers as a result of the American Automotive Labeling Act, which requires that virtually every new car display the percentage, by cost, of its parts that originated in the U.S. and Canada, where we designated a tie. We listed according to alphabetic order. Again, we should note this is not an exact science, and there are several factors that go into current AMI scoring, but we'll get to the full story when the rankings are published later in July. <clears throat> there was a chart, but Susan didn't copy it. I know, I sent her the article. But there's there's the F-150, the Toyota Tacoma pickup trucks, and then the Honda, I want to say Accord, made it to 75%. So those would be the only three vehicles you would buy if you want to buy real America. Real American, a real American vehicle has to meet that AMI standard, and that AMI standard is 75%, and there were three vehicles that tied, and those were the three vehicles. So, uh, those, the, I know it was a Honda. I'm not sure it was the Accord. It could have been a different model, but you could go look it up yourself. All right. Space, the final frontier. To boldly go where no man has gone before. I've heard that before for different reasons. From Live Science, a proposed space station called Asgardia is now accepting applications for future citizens. Leaders of the Asgardia project discussed the prospective space station at a news conference in Paris on Wednesday, October the 12th. The leaders aim to launch Asgardia's first satellite in 2017 and say they would like to eventually have a space station where some, but not all, of its planned 150 million mostly Earth-dwelling nationals would live and work. Asgardia, named after the Norse gods, home of Asgard, will be a democracy with an emphasis on the freedom of the individual to develop space technologies, according to Igor Azerbaijani, Asgardia's project team leader and founder. People can now apply to be selected as one of the first 100,000 citizens through the nation's website at asgardia.space. 
At the time of publication, the number of applicants has reached more than 84,000, according to the website. While Asgardia is not officially a nation yet, prospective citizens must fulfill the legal requirements for Asgardia's United Nations application. For example, they must be from nations that allow multiple citizenships. First of all, why would you and why do we? Asgardia, oh, because we want to be lovey with the UN. But... If the oath of citizenship make, says you have to denounce all ties to foreign governments and nations. So how can we have dual citizenship if when they take the oath, they renounce all ties to their foreign government? See, that doesn't work, does it? But it, that's what's happened in this country for a long time now. There's not supposed to be dual citizenship. They, they were pretty clear on that at the beginning what they expected, that the citizens would have to disavow and state that they have given up all allegiance to any other group or country to be to be made a United States citizen. So dual citizen doesn't work with you. See, everything up there is illegal. And, I mean, that makes the oath useless. Anyone that has dual citizenship violated the oath. <clears throat> Ted Cruz. Well, Brian, also, that... He how didn't he, take the oath, though, did he? How can you have a country when you have people, citizens of other countries? What does that make your... I mean, this is... this. this is it's just, watering down sovereignty of nations to the point we accept the UN's one-world governance, and that's why it's done. Simple. Not a problem. So, they have 84,000. If you want to be one of the 100,000, you better hurry up. Maybe after the story. That's it. I, oh, well, then that's it. Then I suggest you start looking. No, because it's it's, long, it's got a lot in here. Well, then you should let me read it. All right, if you want to hear us live currently, we're live at uncooperativeradio.com on Fridays and Saturday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This could change, but that's where we're going to be for a while. And you can listen and download all our shows for free at uncooperativeradio.com as well. You can also hear us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Talk Shoe, Podbean, Blueberry, some of them, plenty of other places. You know, you are so worried about not being able to have people hear us on Talk Show. It really bothered you. Well, you know, that was my home for many years. When we were on the satellite. No, both, satellite and other. Yeah, that bothered you not being able to go why make a web page that won't allow me to access it on the internet just because I'm on satellite? And they would do nothing about it, so I couldn't put anything up there for a long time. So I, I know I lost a lot of listeners over there. I lost a lot of listeners over in Spreaker trying to do the live show on Red State Talk Radio. I lost a lot of ad revenue. Uh, so it was a failed experiment that lasted uh, a know, month, a month, six six weeks, something like that. Currently, our Facebook page is in Facebook jail, but please go over and join it. <laughs> Facebook jail. Uh, oh, man. Please go over and join it and, and, go, and hammer support about it. Enough, enough with this Facebook jail. You turned it, in, you turned it to old Twitter when it had Gulag. And, and it's going to quickly turn it to Facebook Gulag. All right. I, we do have a Twitter account that's still active. So if you're a Twitter person, please get over on Cooperative Radio and just do a search and go over there. Love, like, rate, all that stuff. Yeah, there's people on there today. 
Of course, of course there are. Well, I haven't. We don't have a lot of people. That's I don't go there every day. We need a lot of people, a lot of posts. What I found out, if there's a lot of people and they're active, they don't seem to put you in Facebook jail because my regular account's not locked up. Just the Facebook page for the radio show. Maybe they listen to one. (laughs) Because I put the same posts on both sites. So, I, you know, if it's content, why isn't... My other one, now I'm not complaining, I'm just saying, I'm starting to think it has something to do with the amount of people and the amount of posts, and so your posts get buried, and so, they, you know, it doesn't really, they don't find you. It's the only thing I can think of. Because, man, that Facebook page, this is this is the second time in a month that we've been Facebook jail. I, I cannot believe that we're going through this. Social media was supposed to set us free. Oh, yeah, and that, because the people in charge are all a bunch of... Progs. Well, they weren't, but they were just easily manipulated mental midgets, not mental giants. They they can't they can't they're not independent thinkers, independent people. They, that's why they come up with the notion of collectivism in social media, right? You get that, right? You can't play a Facebook game unless you have friends, or you get to a point where you can't play anymore until you have more friends. Why do you think that is? Sounds stupid to me. Because they're collectivists. And so they fell right in with the progs and they, they, they all gave them a big big old hug and explained how the old game works now that you're rich. Let me explain how this game works. The political game. This is what happens. This is what we do. You scratch my back. I scratch yours. But we're moving forward towards this time where everything is this and blah, blah, blah. And uh, they, they just bought into it hook, line, and sinker. They want the New World Socialist Order. And they're going to use their platforms to do it. Finish this because I, I have completely to say. off of YouTube, two accounts. <laughs> yep. Okay. We're rebroadcasted on RedStateTalkRadio.com on Saturday and Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and sometime on Wednesday on the Encore Channel. And you can catch us on TuneIn and TalkStream Live and Roku under RedStateTalkRadio.com as well. Again. I don't remember when Wednesday's show is, but it's all on the Encore channel. There's two channels. We're on the Encore. No, we did a live show. We're on the Encore, too. I I really don't understand the Encore. They explained it to me. I got it when they explained it, and five minutes later, it left my head. Because it makes no sense. This is why we're not rich. This is why we're poor. Because if we were ever rich, we would rock these people's world, and they would have to kill us. Well, they, they don't seem too worried about doing that. Where am I in this stupid thing? I thought you would be impressed by the name. Why? Because I was on the Halls of Valhalla radio (laughs) network? Yeah. And I was Tier of Asgard? Yeah. Uh, No, I I understand the thought behind it. It must be a progressive operation. Uh, Because, oh, we'll call it something, something that's from pagan... Religion and it's up in the sky, yeah, like but... Asgard, the the, <laughs> the home of the gods. They're naming where they're going to be on the space station as as gods. That's what they're making themselves out to be. They don't understand what. That's right. They are progs because they don't understand what Asgard is. That's the problem. Asgard was a place of warriors. Asgard's a place you go after you're dead. Warriors right. go there to. Practice fighting for the end times, for Ragnarok, which is their end time. 
and they the ones that die obviously they rise up again because they're already dead and then they at the end they all go to the long house and they all drink ale and eat and party and have a great time next day they start all over again battles combat blood death and at the end they all rise up go back to the bar drink and these people are thinking that Asgardia is going to be a utopia. They have no idea what it really is. That's well, my point. they have their take on it, Susan. <laughs> you don't know what it is because they haven't said it. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Asgardia will be a nation in space, in low Earth orbit or beyond. The project leader said the Asgardia project team said they think they need at least ten of tens of thousands of citizens before they formally applied to the United Nations for recognition, although there are 14 countries in the world with fewer than 100,000 citizens. But not all Asgardians need to live in space, just as citizens of an Earth-bound nation may live outside that country's borders. The Asgardians could claim to be citizens of the new state for the time being, even if Asgardia is not formally recognized by the United Nations. Assure by L Bailey, what the heck? Asher Bailey told Space.com through an interpreter following the October 12 news conference. The team said they also want to crowdsource Asgardia's flag design and insignia. The prospective nation is being established to serve humanity. Here's an idea. Just go look at some imagery of old, of old Norse things. and uh, It, it, it kind of writes itself. Can we give them the rape EGs? And put them in outer space with no, the progs? Not enough room. Not enough room. They won't take refugees. What, are you kidding me? They're going to be taking... They're going to be wanting scientists. They keep talking citizens. But to, to do science, space science projects? What regular citizen wants to go to outer space to run science projects? I, no, this is, this, right? is, this is bizarre. That's why I'm so glad I found it. This is extremely bizarre. Because you have to know that somebody was thinking about this for a very long time. Not really. You'd be surprised how fast you could put an idiotic idea together. Uh, there's already a citizen of the world passport, if you didn't know it. So if you're a crazy prog listening and you want to be citizen of the world instead of citizen of the United States, you could apply to the United Nations for a citizen of the world. Uh, stupid passport. I had no idea you could do that. But you better keep your American one because that proves you're a U.S. citizen. Why do we need a, a passport? There is no citizenship in the United States anymore. There's none. I don't understand what you mean. How could there's not. There's, the refugees are getting the same exact... Uh, they might as well be citizens. All, all of them. There is no citizenship anymore, Brian. Yeah, we know. There's no benefit to citizenship, but there's citizenship. I think I turned the mic down too low. You got to keep an eye on that. You told me not to touch the levels. Well, you can watch that one. If I'm never hitting yellow, it's too low. You've been hitting yellow. I'm not hitting yellow. <laughs> Look how loud I am. Now <laughs> I am. That's pretty loud, though. <laughs> I think I, I think I underdid it a little bit. But seriously, we might as well have this going on right now because everyone that comes over here that seeks asylum, they get everything. Absolutely everything. They can even vote. Under the stupid Asylum Act, whatever the hell it's Why called. Why the heck would you let them vote? Come a citizen, but let you vote, right? No, they get, yeah, they get everything that we've, what we're afforded, including 
social services, which I can't even get, but they can get. And that's the bottom line. So what the hell good is being a citizen of the United States and having it on your passport? It doesn't mean a damn thing. Nothing. Yeah, it does. It means you're a citizen of the United States of America. So the refugees. So are no, they. they're not. But they get all the benefits of, that citizens get. So the point is, what's what's the benefit to being a city? Right? Yes. No. Maybe. Right. Possibly. 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 Stop that. Just making sure it's loud enough. Because I know it's it a little late. It's almost the end of the show. Yeah, but I have another show to do, so it always has to be set up if I notice something's wrong. I was playing with the levels, trying to figure something out. That popping noise drives me nuts. But it's, it has nothing to do with levels. It's just something in the interface. I guess I'm going to put a tech support ticket. So, Asgardia. Well, you could be in space, you could be on Earth, you're still a citizen of Asgardia. Citizenship means nothing. No, but it does on Asgardia. You don't get that? <clears throat> and Asgard... And Asgard... Asgardians could claim to be citizens of the new state for the time being, if it's not formally recognized by the UN... Uh, blah, 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 told space.com th- through an interpreter, blah, blah, crowdsource, blah, blah. Um, October 12th news conference said they wanted to crowdsource the flag and insignia. The prospective nation is being established to, quote, unquote, serve humanity and for peace in space. How are they going to achieve peace in space? I just want to know. They're going to be armed? They're going to have missiles on the satellite space station thing? Brian, to serve man? Well, do you remember that? I do, but that's the not... The Twilight that's not, It says serve humanity, but that's not what they mean. <laughs> According to Asher Bayeli, Bayeli, a scientist by training, Asher Bayeli founded what is now a holding company, Sokium Holding, which according to the Asgardia website has more than... 10,000 employees across 30 companies worldwide. According to its own website, the company is under Scoium Holdings. Sounds like scum to me with a couple extra... Yeah, it is scum with two extra vowels turned in. Are operating in many diverse sectors within the fields of science, technology, and the social sphere. If you look at a nation's population, statistically, 2% of the population are creative and productive and progressive. Ah! <laughs> and, and there went the word. <laughs> that cracks me up. Oh, I can't believe they did that. Only two are creative and productive and progressive. So we hope that looking at the population of Earth, 7.5 billion, we are hoping that 150 million would be those creative, progressive people who became as guardians, as Whatever Azer his name. Bailey told Space.com. He said that during citizenship selection, preference will be given to those applicants who develop and invest in space technologies. Asher Bailey described Asgardia as a state not distracted by things like infrastructure, such as roads and hospitals. Well, who, I know. who's going to take care of you when you're sick? <laughs> I know, I'm right? dying. I know. 
Um, called, you're in space, dude. <laughs> he called Asgardia a mirror reflection of Earth in space, but without the borders, boundaries, religious constraints, and without the state lines, a digital mirror reflection, without all those drawbacks, we prefer dialogue with people and companies, not states. Asgardia facilities, and inside that envelope, they can create. Wow, they are completely screwed up in the head. Most props no, no. are just stupid. This is this is a new level of idiocy. Well, besides the fact that we're losing all this anyway. He does say it, well, it's a country without borders. It's a country that's completely walled in. What are you talking about? You're in space inside a spaceship. Your border is the actual hull of the ship. You have a border, and it's it's not one anyone can just walk in and cross now, isn't it? That's a, it's a pretty interesting statement since you're in the middle of space with no way for anyone to get in unless you let them in. Sounds to me like they have closed borders to me. Boundaries. It has boundaries. It's called space. Religious constraints. Who cares? And without state lines. Again, you don't, you're not, you can say that. It doesn't have a line. You have a steel hull. <laughs> Completely cut off from your environment. But it's open borders without boundaries <laughs> and state lines. See, you didn't want to do this story, and I was like, no, we're doing this. <laughs> we Prongs are. are idiots, even when they're scientists, they're dumb as dirt. <laughs> but they're scientists. That just means they got an education in the indoctrination centers, and it seemed it took. This is stupidity. We don't have to deal with talking. We want to talk to companies and courts. Are you serious? You're going to create a corporate society in space? A, a country based on corporate rule? Is yeah, that your idea? That, actually, the two sci-fi shows that we watch, that is the premise. The one is the... Uh, what the heck is the name of it? I have to remember it. Oh, there's two of them on sci-fi, and that is the premise. It, the, the, so the system, the solar system they're in, is governed by corporations. What, the one with the girl... The funky girl looks really cool. Yeah, but they fight that. Well, the the minions are fight trying to fight it because it doesn't work. But of course that's it doesn't work. what it's, it's based on, though. That is what the premise. Yeah, but the newest premise on the planet is the United States Constitution. Still to this day. Congratulations, Politico idiots. Ram Jakku... The director of McGill University's Institute of Air and Space Law in Montreal. My God, really? Quebec? I want to be French. <laughs> Is the Asgardian Project team legal expert? Jacko told Space.com via Skype. Great, you need a lawyer? What do you need a lawyer for? Won't the UN just give you one for free? No, they don't give things away for free. I'm aghast. We're supposed to. Jakko told Space.com via Skype on October the 12th that the selected citizens, a government, and an inhabited spacecraft to call territory. Wait, whoa! They're calling territory. They said without borders, without everything, open everything. Okay, well, how can you call, how can you say it's inhabited space called territory? That sounds like you're creating boundaries to me. Asgardia would eventually fulfill three of the four elements the United Nations needs to consider a nation as a state. The fourth is recognition by the UN member states. 
during the same Skype call, jacuntolsface.com, that if Escardia does good things, then he doesn't think gaining recognition by existing UN member states will be a problem. The Escardia vision is very, very clear. This nation... Wait a minute! You called it a nation! <laughs> You're using those separative words again! A nation has to have borders, language, and culture. Run away! Get to the safe space, quick! So if you're going to create a nation, what what language are you going to use? Where's your borders? Oh, right, your space hall. Uh, what's your what? What's your culture? Our culture is diversity. It's the Tower of Babel. Well, that's what they're creating here. Those police, everywhere they go, they're creating it. Those police had to get an interpreter to talk to what to people that live in their their area. Are you freaking kidding That's me? That's happened before, but not not the way it's happening now. Uh, all new immigrants, they always had a problem speaking. They just didn't speak much. They kept to their their own. They spoke it in their house, but when they went outside, they tried to speak English, but they didn't do very well at it. Uh, and in the beginning, obviously, they don't know the language. They got to learn it, but we don't force them to learn the language. That's the problem. We, that that's part of the problem. The other problem is, well, we allow Muslims in here. I'm sorry if you're a Muslim that doesn't understand your own religion. That's not my fault. I studied it. I know it. I maybe you should study your own religion instead of listening to the guy behind the the big podium up there. The, you know, clerics don't always tell you the truth. Oh, oh, yeah. There are bad priests. There are bad clerics. There's a really bad evil pope. What are they going to allow Muslims on our kid? <laughs> Ascardia? I'm sure you have to be all inclusive, right? So then, Ascardia. But they're calling it a nation, and they want to be recognized as a country, as a nation. These things have definitions. You have to have you have to have borders, language, and culture, or you can't be a nation. That's it. So, do we have to go hand in hat back in the day as America to have the UN recognize us as a nation? No. They didn't exist. They're a relatively new construct of the progressive movement and has completely screwed up the world. Congratulations. Everybody that supports the United Nations has supported rape. Gang rape of a whole of whole nations. Pedophilia. Large government that puts its needs ahead of its people. Genocide. They have supported genocide. Supposedly they, they didn't. I support genocide now. Looking back, I wouldn't. Clinton stopped the genocide of the Muslims in Bosnia. That should have been allowed to go forward because Islam is going to have to be wiped out sooner or later. It's part of the end times battle, and we're going to fight it to the end. And believe me or not, no matter how many you kill, if you don't kill them right, they're coming at you. You got to be barbaric. You got to do what Blackjack Pershing did. He stopped them in their tracks. He took the whole. He captured a whole group of them. He made a mass grave. He threw all the bodies in, covered them in pig entrails, left two people alive to go back and tell their people what he did and what's waiting for them. They did, and all the problems with Muslims on the island stopped. Amazing. That's what we don't do. We don't want to be drawn down to their level. Oh, good. So let's let, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of our troops get mauled and, and uh, injured and lose limbs and all that. 
just because you don't want to sink to their level and stop this thing. All they had, all they have to know is the United States isn't playing, and they'd stop because they don't want to go to heaven. You put them, you put them in a grave full of big entrails. They can't go to heaven. Then they're dead, and they didn't get to go to heaven. See that? That's what they want. They're they don't care if they die because when they die in the service of Islam, they go to heaven. Take that away from them. And watch them stop wanting to die. And that takes all their power away. And the other ones are going to go, no, I already got to play five times today. I don't really feel like going going to fight in the United States. I'd like to actually get to heaven for having to go through this bowing and scraping every day. What a great religion. Let's just bow and scrape constantly. Ugh. And again, I, I don't understand why they think Mecca is so wonderful. Mecca is not something they create. They don't create anything. They've never created. They steal. They steal things from other people. They're they're nothing, they're criminals. They're international criminals for goodness' sake. They're pirates. They're slavers. Anyway, back to Asgardia. <laughs> no, because this is so important in the world. Look, this is a good indication of how far people are willing to be progs. This is really bad. This is these people's mindset, and they're scientists. I, I just hope, all, I can't wait for all of them to launch, because they're the ones working for the UN with this climate change nonsense. Go up there. Yeah, go up and up there and talk about the climate. I just wish they would take refugees with them. <laughs> they will by accident, I'm sure. Actually, no, they can't. Muslims don't know science. Muslims don't don't understand science. They're not allowed to study science. There are few that are allowed to come here and study uh, for the purposes of coming back there and building bombs to kill us. But, I mean, that's just the way it is. And again, the progs are trying to recreate Star Trek and the Vulcans have not landed. Man, think of what a terrorist attack this could be. How vulnerable is a spaceship? Yep. That's what I was thinking too. You get one of their people inside. You know, if they if they say, "Well, do you, you need diversity? Do you have any Muslim scientists?" The odds are no, because most Muslims aren't even allowed to read books. They're not. So anyone that learns science, that's a special accommodation. But it's one that if it's serving Islam, then you're allowed to do it. There's no real set rules in Islam. It's this sort of. It's all, eh, you know. That sort of sounds like the French chicken. Rooster. Uh, where am I? Oh, my God. No fees are required for citizenship applications. And new citizens will not be expected to contribute to the cost of the first satellite to be called Asgardia, which the program team plans to launch in late 2017. That's not too far. Asher Bailey would not provide any details about the satellite or what its function would be, but said it was 100% fun. How could it be a satellite? I mean... No, they're putting a satellite up first. They No, they're going to live in there. No, but it's not first. At first, they're putting just a satellite up. No, they get... haven't mentioned a space station once. It's a, It keeps saying satellite, satellite, satellite. They call what they're going to live in a satellite. That's a pretty big damn satellite. I guess if it... I don't know, low, low or third orbit, maybe? Okay, this is the important part, because we've talked about this before. Asher Valley 
could not provide any details about the satellite or what its function will be, but said it was 100% funded. Asherbeli said Asgardia's first satellite would be launched from one of the space-faring nations, but the launching state, the country that will pay for the launch, would be a country with an emerging economy that is not a signatory to the Outer Space Treaty. The project team views partnering with a developing country as a way to get countries involved that have not previously had access to space. Now, we have done this treaty on the show. That's good. We're not down there yet. We're off here. Why'd you point down there? The Outer Space Treaty is the next paragraph. Oh, now you found it. Uh, it well, can't you point out what you're looking at? The Outer Space Treaty, OST, is an international agreement made during Cold War in 1967. And yes, we did read it. Mm-hmm. And assumes, as you means, all activity in space will be led by a nation-state. Azure Bailey. Wow, now they put a J in there just to confuse me. (laughs) Said that he views the OST as restrictive with its state actor-led approach. Azerbaijan wants private individuals and companies to be able to act in space without direct government involvement. The OST also says that no nation-state can own territory in outer space and signatories are obliged to follow this. Well, you can start, if you're a scientist, stop ending sentence in this. Partnering with a non-signatory nation would avoid such legal complications with regard to exploiting space resources, he said. Not us two signatory African countries, Ethiopia and Kenya in particular, are seen as potential candidates for the silence launching state. Oh look, the president's hometown, home country of Kenya. Okay, we talked about this before. And I had said when they did this stupid, this treaty, this was profoundly idiotic. It because, wasn't in 1967. It was okay again, but how would as tech? We talked about this as technology changed. How are you going to what are you going? How are you going to enforce this? How are you going to enforce this treaty? What are you going to do? How are you going to send people up there to enforce this? Because it said in the treaty that they can't use it for warfare. But, this is the counter you're supposed to be using. No, it's not. This is almost exactly the same as that. Anyway, oh, then we're like done. No, we're not. Not yet. Got two minutes. Oh well, go ahead then. Um, <laughs> Still two minutes. Again, how are you going to enforce this? How are you going to enforce what? The treaty in outer space that well, nobody uses it for this. It doesn't use it for that. Well, because it for this. because if you break the treaty, there are consequences. So the consequences international down here, consequences. but not up there. Well, the majority of the country that's going to do anything in outer space lives down here, not up there. Right now, there's currently only a small space station up there. So everybody lives down here, where we could put sanctions on the country or have other countries come together and take out their satellites. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that could happen. But what it does, it's about matter of international law. It legitimizes your response. It's important to have international law, and we do. But for laws of the nations, not for the people. But then again, I'm more for not having the UN and going back to countries having to talk to each other directly and not have these things foisted upon other countries that are voted on by states that we would never want to associate with in our lives 
why why don't we just pull out? You want to leave an ambassador there just to talk? Go ahead. But don't give him any money. It's unconstitutional. And you know how much more money we'd have in this country if we didn't fund all that global governance up there? We'd be rich. Rich, I say. Why am I leaving? All right, it's the end of the show. This is a cooperative radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner, from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.